Happy Halloween, boils and ghouls. A man once said, The children of the night, what music they make. And that man was Jared from the Subway commercials. It's our annual Halloween episode on Attack of the Killer podcast. Attention planet Earth and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer Everybody, oh, hello. <laughs> hey. Welcome to another episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Well, not just any old episode. Right. This is our Halloween extravaganza episode. It's going to be Ooh. amazing and awesome and off the hook. Faux show. <laughs> Come on, is everybody excited? Halloween, right? Woo! It's the Ooh. day before yeah. Halloween. When this episode airs, <laughs> and uh, we—it's—it's it's our time, man. It's our time down here. It's our time. <laughs> okay, so before we get into the festivities, because we got all kinds of crazy stuff on this episode, all kinds of stuff. So before we get into uh, the event, it's time to introduce you to the podcast crew. He's creepy, he's kooky, he's altogether spooky. Jason Bollinger. Hey, that's me, guys. <laughs> I'm spooky. Hey, what's up? Next up, he's loopy, he's snoopy, he's altogether tr- droopy. John Stalter. Hey, everybody. <laughs> she's squirrely, she's curly, and altogether girly. Terry Turford. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. And lastly, he's nerdy, he's wordy, and altogether dirty, Sam Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even get through that one. That's totally me. Totally me. What's so up? Dirty. <laughs> Very dirty. <clears throat> all right. So we yeah. all rhymed tonight. That's good. <laughs> I know. I went with an Adam's Family motif in the intros this time. Okay, so... Halloween, it's our favorite time of year. We're going to talk a lot about great Halloween stuff. Um, we should probably do a little bit of killer news before we get before we get into too much, right? Killer news, everybody? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I should also say that uh, Dustin's not with us for the Halloween episode. Um, something came up, so he wasn't able to be on. And we miss him. Yeah, he's busy working on his costume really, really hard. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> It'll be worth it. Yeah. Okay. So, with that said, we're just kind of, we, we don't have the structure of killer news like we normally do, but we'll, we'll give it a shot here. We'll try to, uh, try to fill in in his absence. So right now it's time for killer news. Now it's time for killer news. Straight from the headlines on Attack of the Killer Podcast. Okay, so I saw a new trailer this week uh, for a f- movie called The Boy. 
which I didn't know anything about until I saw the trailer. Um, starring uh, Lauren Cohen from The Walking Dead. And she plays like this nanny that starts working for this English family. And this family is a little bit off because their son is actually a life-size doll. And they treat it like a real little boy and all this stuff. So much so that when they leave the, the doll alone with the nanny... There's like a list, it's like gremlin style, there's like a list of rules that she has to follow or, or you know, it, it'll be bad. Well, she kind of ignores the, ru- the rules and, you know, doesn't follow them and weird shit starts to happen. Uh, this is, uh, this movie is directed by William Brent Bell, the director of uh, The Devil Inside, but I'm not going to hold that against him because this trailer looked pretty good. Did you guys watch it? Mm-hmm. I yes. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Looks pretty creepy. Yeah. What'd you say, Jason? I didn't get to. Oh, you didn't get to? Okay. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I thought it looked really creepy as well. Um kind of, yeah, kind of a good twist on the the whole killer doll subgenre. Yeah. Kind of a kind of a cross between like Annabelle and like child's play. Like not to the extreme of up and running around, but not totally just stagnant like Annabelle. So, I mean that's that's my interpretation. Terry, what do you think? I don't think we really uh, need a twist on the killer doll genre. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> because there are enough of them. It the, just just no, stop. You can never <laughs> have enough. I don't like them. How many are there? There's Child's Four. Play. There's a lot. We've talked. I mean, there have been. There's been a whole episode about killer whole dolls. Yeah. About them, yeah. Dolls. Uh, 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 fucking Pinocchio's Revenge. Yeah. <laughs> Five thousand Puppet Master movies. Goosebumps. Yeah. That's all. I don't know. Dolly, was it Dolly Dearest? Oh yeah, the female Chucky. Dead yeah. Silence. Yeah. Didn't see that one. That's, That's actually a fun movie. Yeah, I really like that one. James Wan directed uh, that mm-hmm. one. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, it looks good. Like it'll probably scare the pants off me, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Go see it with Terry. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, worded <laughs> Yeah, I thought it looked. I thought it looked pretty cool. That's just For sure. Yeah, I, I like uh, Lauren Cohen. She's a good actress. So yes, she is hot. Good actress. Yeah, that that's what I meant, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> good actress equals hot, apparently. <laughs> so, and then also in killer news, um, you guys been. Following this uh, Friday Thirteenth video game? Yeah. Nope. A little, a little now. <laughs> John, you haven't heard of this yet? I had kind of heard a little bit uh, here and there. Um, I thought you posted about it. Did you not watch it? I, I wasn't. I don't no, remember. I thought it was you. Never mind. But now uh, I'm definitely uh, intrigued by it. I like the idea of being able to be Jason or being one of the uh, counselors and trying to survive. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, ditto, but 
My understanding, it's all just it's just going to be straight multiplayer. Yeah, which... I mean that that's kind of how some uh, kind of a weird genre right now. I mean, you're oh, was it evolve or whatever for yeah PC? It's you know like four or five people up against a monster. It's kind of kind of the thing right now. I mean, people seem to enjoy it. Yeah, I, I would just I would have I personally would love to have the option though. I'm not a big sit down you know couch play with a bunch of people. So yeah. Or on, I and I don't do multi online multiplayer at all. So, um, so yeah. But I mean, still, that's awesome though. And I I like to think that, uh, you know, what they did with Mortal Kombat kind of like start to pave the way to get an actual really kick ass Friday Thirteenth video game. But there's a Kickstarter uh, campaign for it, <clears throat> so. You could donate to help get this game made, which is awesome. But yeah, Friday 13th video game, guys. Come on. It's awesome. We need it. We need it. <laughs> and what they, what it was saying on the Kickstarter page, too, that like uh, Sean Cunningham approached the developers about doing yeah. this game. So, so that's exciting. So, so yeah. Friday 13th, the game. Hope it happens soon. <laughs> or at all. Or at all. Yeah, let's just talk about things that might happen and call it news. Alright. <laughs> Sorry. Here we go. No, this actually has something. So that's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is a the potential of it not happening. I mean, it's all... Yeah, it's still got a month and it's well over halfway to its funding, though. So... Yeah. So it's a Kickstarter thing. It's yeah. not like half the news feeds you read on Facebook, Jason, where it's just like, "Oh, this read guy this had up. an idea and he told somebody about it. Let's let's print it as a headline." Yeah. It's, but it's nothing. It's just an idea. Exactly. And then the last bit of killer news. Tomorrow, Halloween is not only Halloween, but what else is it, Jason? Halloween Palooza, you make me say it. I do. Halloween Palooza, woo! You guys excited for the big day tomorrow? Halloween Palooza. Heck yeah! Totes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All day. I'm looking at the schedule right now. Apparently, uh, <laughs> starting at noon. <laughs> Jason's working on it as we uh, are recording. You know, live music. Uh, there's, you know, guest celebrities, there's Q&As with those celebrities, including a Q&A with me and St. Mike. Hmm. Celebrity. Uh, there's Ew, a zo- I'm not going to that. What? Yes. <laughs> oh. There's a zombie walk, uh, the feature film Nightlife, Nightlight is playing, uh, costume contest, uh, film festival... Oh, I've done nothing but watch films for this film festival for the past week. With joy. Oh, and it's awesome. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> what a great opportunity and wonderful thing that it is. Oh, yeah. Not a burden at all. No, it is awesome. And okay. it's 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 it's, it's awesome and fun. To... Not when you have modem problems, though. No. Yeah. So anyway. It's all good. It's all good. Man, mm-hmm. the films this year though are awesome. Oh my God, there's some. Come. Yes, These you got to come check amazing. this out. And stuff from all over the world, which is great. I love seeing stuff from other countries. 
you know, got some films from Germany in there. Um, that's the only country you can think of right now. That's the best part. And some, and like, wasn't there like France or something? Yeah, there's the list for you. Australia. Wow, that, is that for real? Okay, let's see. Uh, United Kingdom, Canada, Italy, non-specified, That's France. Oh, uh, Australia, Germany, Spain, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Ireland, Portugal, and Japan. Wow. It is truly an international film festival. Truly. Truly. Horror. Yes, horror. I was only a horror film festival. Right, Jason? That's right. Yeah. Halloween Flooza. Come check it out. October 31st. 2015. <laughs> <clears throat> so, not only are we all looking forward to Halloween Flooza, but there's like, uh, there's a lot of like, a lot of cool things going on right now in horror, I think. Um, you know, some there's some movies in the theater around this time of year. You know, kind of finally feels like there's more than just the usual like one horror movie, like a parent, like a paranormal activity movie, like the annual film. There's like several going on right now, which is really refreshing and and awesome. Um, you know, got some cool stuff on TV going on right now in horror. Um, I know there's there's a lot of films. That I've yet to see that have come out this year. What are you guys looking forward to? Anything you guys are really uh, excited about? Looking forward to? Um, to you know, kind of cap off your Halloween season. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not overly excited for it, but I, I would like to see uh, Crimson Peak. I don't know if anyone got a chance to see that yet, but the new gothic horror from <clears throat> Guillermo del Toro. That's definitely towards the top of my list for sure, and mm-hmm. it's as we are recording this, it, it opened this weekend. So hopefully, I can get to the theater this week and and, and check it out. Right, right, right. John, I know you were you're looking forward to that one too, right? Yeah, I uh, was going to go see it today, but I uh, wasn't feeling the best, so I'm going to try to hit it up next weekend. Sweet. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see it. Yeah, me too. Green Inferno. Oh, wait, I gotta get that. Somebody's at the door. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> is that John? Is that your cat again? <laughs> I was gonna say, somebody's cookies are done. Oh. Anything else we're looking forward to? Well, hmm. um,. I mean, I, I kind of want to go see Goosebumps, even though it just looks like Jumanji. But thank you, me too. Yeah, I still, I still want to see it. I'm like, it, it does, yeah, it does look bad, but the reviews are uh, a lot more favorable than I thought they were going to be. Oh, oh, yeah. it's, oh it's for not, real? Yeah, they're saying it's, uh, you know, just kind of a fun movie. You know, obviously, it's not going to be anything intense what is it for you know pg movie as it is oh sure right but that's but that's what that's one of the things i'm excited about is that we haven't had like a good pg horror movie in quite a long time especially live action mm-hmm. uh-huh. 
and I, and I think it's it's definitely due. I mean, because those those are always great little inter, introduction to horror for the for the younger kids. I'm I cannot wait. My son wants to see it, and you know, and it's so hard to get him into horror because he's like scared of everything. But he's he wants to see this, so I'm really excited to go to get a chance to go take him. I think this would be a huge opportunity to get him more in more interested in in horror you know and we grew up with all those all that stuff too like you know monster squad and gremlins and you know these pg films that you know can still you know creep us out as a small child but are just you know don't that are still pg content oriented and and um they're like those films are like nostalgic for us now and so I'm hoping Goosebumps can have that same effect on on the kids of today. I'm hoping it it, it can be along those lines. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like like I don't even know what the last kind of comparable movie was like that. Maybe Monster House. Yeah, yeah. Paranorman. Paranorman. Yeah, probably sure. Paranorman would be the the last one. Yeah. Yeah, and you got other ones too, like the Hotel Transylvania movies, which. Goes in goes in completely the other spectrum. You know, it's definitely far more comedy. But you know, even those are like all straight up animated. I can't even think. I can't even begin to think of the last yeah. like a live action. Live action. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I'm with you, Terry. I'm excited to see it. Well, and also um, that Final Girls movie. I know we talked about it a while back. Like, yes. It's supposed to be in theaters right now. I doubt anywhere near here, but yeah, I, was, I wish I could see that somewhere. I was assuming it was a limited release. When did it did it open here recently? Or um, it said the ninth, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not that long ago. Yeah. Yeah, and that looks really good too. Really funny and so meta. Very yep. very cool. Any uh, anything else? Hoping Derek was going to be on because he was super pumped to talk about Green Inferno because he got to see it. <laughs> he did get to see it. I'm, I'm glad he's not on. Yeah. <laughs> <a little> bitch. <laughs> I'm really worried though. I mean, he said it was good. Is it good? He said it was good. Yeah, he doesn't like it. And he's kind of picky, so I'm I'm hopeful. But All the right. thing is, is you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and everybody is bashing this movie. Yeah, I got some friends who saw it, and they said it was a major letdown. But really, they're also kind of snobby, so I don't know. I'd like to see it and give it a chance. Mm-hmm. Well, see, and I, and I try really hard not to take to heart what what sure. people are saying online because everybody's a fucking critic nowadays. But the stuff I'm referencing is like people that I know that are fans of Italian cannibal films. That, like a couple podcasts I listen to, cite um, *Cannibal Holocaust* as as one of their top five favorite horror films of all time, and and what and it would also gets me too is like some of the complaints that they're having about this film, about how the characters are completely unlikable, and I'm and I just sit there and I'm I say to myself, "Have you seen *Cannibal Holocaust*? Because all those characters are fucking." assholes <laughs> and you're saying it's one of your all time favorite movies but it's not okay for Eli Roth's characters to be 
unlikable characters. So, you know, I don't know. I, I just I really, really worried, but I'm still dying to see it. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, for sure. Anyone else besides Sam? Nope. Yeah, of course. How many cannibal <laughs> movies come out in the theater? That's my point! <laughs> it was okay. Oh, you saw it? Yeah. And it was okay? I, I mean, I liked it, and I didn't. All my friends absolutely hated it. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, there were there were thing there were problems with it for sure. Um, he tried to put in some comedic elements that just were they just didn't work. Just kind of ruined the flow of the movie. But I mean, I the gore was well done. Yeah, I heard there's it definitely was violent. Some, yeah, definitely heard there was some good gore. And but it's not uncommon for Eli to kind of throw some comedy into the mix. Is it, are you saying it feels really out of place, or extremely out of place? Really? Like I watched his uh, new one, Knock Knock, last night, and to me, I mean, it, was, it was actually a really good movie, but it yeah. felt more like a comedy, in a way, with some like you know horror elements put in. It. Not like exactly a straight up horror comedy, but like that movie worked with the comedic elements. But this, it was okay. just horror, horror, horror. Oh, try to be funny. Back to the horror, and it just it just ruined scenes it just didn't work mm, bummer okay now knock knock did he he wrote and directed that as well or is that a produced by thing or... no he he uh, wrote and directed it i believe okay because the thing is is I, I feel like i haven't heard enough about knock knock which is weird you know yeah but it, it was good i mean uh keanu reeves does a does a good job oh, um, i forgot he's in that too yeah it's I mean, I just don't know hardly anything about it. Basically, two girls show up at his house, and they're, they're like, oh, oh, yeah, we can't find our friend's house, blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. And then they seduce him, and uh, things go south from there. Mm. <sighs> and here's the thing, guys. Like, I, I, And I feel like I'm one of the last, but I'm a huge Eli Roth fan. I have loved everything that he's done. And it feels like anymore, people just want to, you know, piss on his work. My only complaint is that he doesn't do enough. But, you know, I mean, Green Inferno and Knock Knock are like his first movies since Hostel 2. So he's only got five directorial films in his bag of tricks there, but... I I mean they I they I connect with them on on all levels and I get where he, what he's trying to do and say in those movies. And a lot of times I hear people complain about movies like, you know, Hostel 2 and I'm just like, you don't get it. You just didn't get it. But I mean, what John, what are your thoughts on Eli Roth in general? Um I'm I'm not the biggest fan of all of his work i mean i i at the time i did enjoy hostile and it's been ages since i've seen hostile too Mm -hmm. um i i like the guy himself i think he he is a great person he's he's a huge fan of horror movies and he you know loves supporting the genre 
Um, I just think sometimes his movies kind of fall flat, but I, I honestly think Knock Knock is his best one. Okay. I really, really liked that movie. I mean, I, I thought it would be okay, but it, it really surprised me how much I enjoyed it. Cool. Um, yeah, I have no real beef with the guy. I mean, I think he, he does have talent. I think he's just, you know, still uh, searching for his uh, his groove, maybe. Yeah, and I can I can understand that. Again, you know, he doesn't have a huge body of work, and I I kind I don't know. I mean, you could look at it one of two ways. At least he, at least he has well, at least he hasn't oversaturated himself. But I don't know. Maybe there's a part of maybe there's a part of him that has been now that there's so many haters out. But uh, but at the same time, it's just like he's taken some just some weird career choices since he's done. Especially since he did Hostel Part Two, and I'll tell you, like whether you love whatever you love his films or not, listening to his his commentary tracks on his movies, his, like his solo ones, are um, if you're a horror fan, they are especially a Italian horror fan. You, um, they are amazing. <clears throat> it's like sitting down and watching just watching a movie with a buddy, not even paying attention to the movie. Because you know he just it just cites references and like movies that he loves and and and, uh, and some of it's educational too. I I I discovered a lot of films I didn't know about before listening to some of his commentary tracks. So yeah yeah I mean I'm a fan and and I I can probably see why the films don't always connect with everybody. Like Cabin Fever is one that's pretty tonally off putting. Um, you know, is it a comedy? Is it a horror film? Um, I definitely say it's comedy. Um, you know, with with horror, but uh, <clears throat> you know, but like you know, in the, but the hostile movies, like man, the scene in Hostel Two, the Lady Batherly scene, is like one of the one of the greatest freaking scenes, tr- like torturey scenes ever. It's just so beautifully shot and. So, so disturbing, and oh, it's I love that scene. That scene makes the whole movie. But beyond that, there's a lot of other great stuff that goes on in that movie too. So, so yeah, I'm I can't wait to see Green Inferno. But other stuff that's out now. Did you guys even know there's another Paranormal Activity out or coming out? <clears throat> um, I feel like I'd seen something. Yeah, they, I think they played the trailer in front of a Green Inferno. It doesn't look horrible. Yeah. I mean, it. I liked the first one a lot, and then after that, I just I couldn't get into them. But this one, you know, it seems like it might be all right, but yeah, I don't I, have high expectations for it. I haven't watched any others beyond one myself, so. Yeah, ditto. Is the second well, one okay? I kind of... I I didn't mind the second and third one because they kind of expanded the story a little bit, but I haven't watched past that. So is this number five or I'm trying to remember um, or six? Well, because I know has... they did the they did the marked ones, which was kind of a offshoot. Yeah, oh, I was counting that as so... like four. I figured. That okay. Was... <laughs> well, I mean, they, they might just be count. They might count that as the fourth one, but I'm not really yeah. sure. I'm trying to remember. I I thought there was a four, though. Maybe there, yeah, maybe there was. Maybe this is the sixth one. Uh, we don't know. I don't know. 
And we're all we... sitting in front of computers and we're not looking it up. Yeah, I was just going to say, if, oh, if only we had technology what? that could tell us. Yeah, there is. It, it's There's one through four. And then, because um, four, not that I've seen it, but I always hear four is referenced as the one with the connect. With the Xbox Connect, so apparently something what? goes on in that movie with the Xbox Connect oh. that involves ghosts, oh. um, and then the marked ones, which, like you said, is kind of an offshoot, and now the new, and now um, the ghost dimension, the ghost dimension, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I don't know. I heard that uh, it peaked at three, really. Like, yeah, I liked. Yeah, people. A lot of people say three's the best out of the franchise. Hmm. I need to sit down and watch them all. Well, my problem, and this is going to be, a, this is a <clears> stupid <throat> reason not to uh, get into the movie, but uh, why I liked the first one is they were unknown actors. I didn't know who they were. Yeah. And in the second one, mm-hmm. I recognized the dad from like a Raisin Bran commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it was, he was like the, one of the three guys that would like go around like to. I don't know, they would like wait in line to get the new Raisin Bran or whatever the stupid deal was. They, were, they did a few of the commercials with these guys, but I, I saw him and I'm like, nope, can't do it. Just like totally ruined the movie for me. Now, I can think it's Raisin Bran. Now, what if his character in the movie was an actor who starred in commercials and was particularly oh. fond of Raisin Bran? See, See then it would have worked, but... See? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we're looking too far into this. I mean, it really is a dumb, dumb reason to be you know, taken out of the movie, but all I could think of was a Raisin Bran commercials once I saw them on screen. Well, it's tough when it comes to found footage. Like, I try really hard to not get wrapped up in the fact that it's found footage and they're, and they're using that um, to kind of uh, push the horror. You know, a lot of people go into found footage think, thinking that Knowing that it's fake, but trying to take it from the angle of, like, this is, you know, quote-unquote found footage. And and then people get hung up on the on the bullshit of, like, oh, why wouldn't you just drop the camera and run? And, you know, why are you still filming? You know, why, is there, why is there a music score? And who edited this if this is found footage? You know, so I try really hard to go into those movies um, to watch it still just as a, a film. A narrative storyline, and not get hung up on on the found footage element of it. Um, but sometimes, sometimes it is hard. And Jason knows what I'm talking about. That uh, there's things you do in post production on a found footage film that will take you completely out of it. So anyway, so I try not to get too hung up on that, but I can understand how you can. You really want to get totally involved in the uh, the full found footage aspect and try to let yourself be tricked into thinking that this is real footage or what have you. So when the, when an actor shows up in a Raisin Bran commercial, <laughs> yeah, I can I can understand that. It's like the Blair Witch. I mean, like those guys went off the grid for like a long time uh, when the movie first came out. So. So. A few other films that I'm looking forward to. They've been probably been out for a little while, but uh, ones I um, uh, Tales of Halloween was awesome. Oh it, yeah, it's awesome. God, that is so good. Oh man, just saw it. It's pretty fucking good. I don't know if we want to talk about it now, but go for it. Tell us about it, Sam. 
Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay, your turn. I didn't know you were <laughs> No. Tales from Halloween. It's a new anthology movie, and uh, I, I guess it's kind of like Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. And that it's kind of, uh, you know, the different episodes, they just kind of flow into each other. It's There's not really much of a wraparound story. But, uh, I don't know. There's probably like I don't know a good six, eight episodes. It's like it's like ten or eleven. Think so? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Look, we're in front of a computer. I'll look that up. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, there's quite a bit. But they, yeah, none of them seem to overstay their welcome. I mean, no, they're, they're quick into the short. point. Yeah, yeah. Um, not every single one works. No, there's a few that kind of were let down. But I'd say, you know, out of all of ninety percent of them work, at least cool. for me. Yeah, I read a review, it kind of compared it to, like, you know, the typical Halloween, you know, candy takeaway. You know, you got your good candy and your bad candy. <laughs> so it was kind of a mixed bag, literally. Nice. Figuratively. But, uh, no, most of them work. But, uh, yeah, it, you know, it's got a lot of, a ton of, you know, cameos from people like Stuart Gordon and Joe Dante and nice. John Landis and uh, Adrian Barbeau. She's kind of like the wraparound character. Oh, yeah? She's like this kind of this sexy late night radio talk show host. And uh, anyway. But yeah, just great stories and uh, I don't know, John, did you have a favorite one that you liked? Um, there was, well, I, re- I, this is just me being, you know, biased. I did like the last segment, the one with the, the, the pumpkin, because my friend Christina was the detective in it. So, oh, yeah. you know, that's the whole reason why I even knew about this movie, because, uh, she's been promoting it and whatnot. And oh, she yeah. made lip balms for her and whatnot when we saw her last. But, uh, yeah, I, I liked her, her segment with Pat Healy and, uh, Joe Dante. Um, actually, I think my favorite one, though, overall, was the one with Barry Bostwick. Um, who's that again? He was the, <laughs> Barry Bostwick was the one where the little boy is going to prank the house, and then the guy pulls him in. Barry oh. Bostwick basically plays Satan. Yeah, yeah, that was good. And then they, he's like, I'll show you what pranks are, and yeah. It gets really, really dark and disturbing. Oh, it's so fucking dark. Like, he fucking frames this kid for murder. And then at the end of it, like, the kid walks out of the house and the cops are like, freeze, and they're, like, about to blow his brains out. It's, it's, it was very messed up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I actually know, uh, yeah, there's this other one. It's, like, pretty short and sweet between, uh, basically, like, this Jason Voorhees character. He, like, uh, he kills this girl, and she, like gets abducted by this alien. Total spoilers, oh, by yeah. the way. But, oh, uh, the, oh, the little alien was so yeah, adorable. It's so bizarre. Like, <clears throat> There's like this claymation alien that comes down from this flying saucer, and uh, he, like, you know, possesses, basically, or infests, like, this dead girl, and she, like, turns into this, like, total Sam Raimi-style deadite. And, uh, Basically, the whole thing is like 
Jason Voorhees and this deadite, you know, kill each other, just like hack hack off each other's limbs, and that's basically it. Yeah, but it's, that, you know, that was it's, a good, good one too. Yeah, it's so over the top the way they did it. But uh, no, I, I know the guy. I know the guy who played Jason Voorhees, um, Nick Principe. Oh yeah, I was wondering if that was him. Like I saw his name uh, in the credits on IMDb. I met him once. Super super nice guy. Oh. So awesome. Yeah, he's in town right now. I was shooting uh, Purge 3. But, oh, nice. But, uh, yeah, he, he said, like, on that particular episode, it took, like, four hours every day to get into makeup. Oh, Jesus. It, it looks really good. Oh, yeah. Like, he, <laughs> he just looks like a total retard. Well, <laughs> I think that's the, that his name yeah. in the credit is Tard. Yeah, his name is Tard. <laughs> so I was like, that's got to be him. But just, like, his acting, like, he doesn't even have, like, actual dialogue per se he's just like yeah (laughs) (laughs) this this sounds really horrible for me to say this because it's gonna it probably it's gonna sound wrong um but he's just really really good at being a silent protagonist like that's why i love the uh laid to rest series laid to rest yeah 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 i met him because of that and he was just i think he was just shocked that somebody was such a huge fan and i'm like seriously dude like one of the best slashers i've seen ever i love that those movies so much but he's just really good at being big and menacing. And, of course, this time it was a little bit more, you know, comedic. Because, yeah, he just would do the duh kind of stuff. But <laughs> yeah. he was so good. He is good, you know. And he's, like, wicked tall. He's, like, six and a half feet tall or something. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's, he's a beast. a giant. But, uh, but yeah, it's was, it was cool. And he said, like, yeah, they actually had uh, the Dead Eye character. Like, she was literally on, like... You know, just like on Evil Dead, they had like this boom crane that she was attached to. So it just looks, it just looks really cool. And I, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that whole thing was like practical effects, except for obviously like the claymation stuff, which I don't know. But I don't, I don't think there was any digital in that particular. Not that I can, not that I remember. It just looked, you know, again over the, you know. Really great decapitations. But yeah, I like that one. And uh, yeah, the, the Killer Pumpkin one was one of my favorites too, for sure. Sets up a sequel. Yeah. Maybe. Spoiler oh, alert. No, it totally. But I want I want another one. I think this would be a great uh, anthology series. Yeah, man. I mean, like Attack of, the, Attack of the Killer Jack-O-Lanterns. I think it could be a, <laughs> a great series. Yeah, it's. I highly recommend watching you guys. I mean, I I got it on Amazon uh, for ten dollars. I mean, I just flat out bought it for their uh, streaming service because it. Yeah, I wanted to support everybody involved because I mean, there's so many people in the industry that are in this. And it's it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, I didn't even touch the tip of the iceberg in, in terms of the cameos. I mean, you got like Barbara Crampton and. Mick Garris and all sorts of people. Nice. Yeah. Stuart Gordon, Tiffany Shepis. Yeah. Just anybody and everybody. Yeah. Oh, another one of my favorites was uh, <clears throat> the episode with uh, John Landis where... <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, like, like this Bat Boy character. Like, you remember Bat Boy from, like, what it was? The National Enquirer yeah. or whatever? Weekly World mm-hmm. News. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically that. He looks like he looks like a cross between fucking like Robert Duvall 
and Nosferatu. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that he totally does. <laughs> We're just going to tell uh, you guys the entire movie. Is that okay? Because seriously, it's that awesome. You need to see it. Man, you guys got yeah. me really wanting to see it now. Yeah. Yeah, it is really good. There's a, yeah, there's a few stinkers, but... Even then, they weren't that yeah. bad. It's just, I think the ones that weren't so good, they needed more time. Yeah. Like, they, you needed to be able to flesh out the story a little bit more. Um, but just, yeah, I mean, with just a few minutes, can only do so much, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think the worst one was the one with, like, the gang. That was just kind of lame. I didn't like... That one I didn't like, and then the the sort of... Oh, what, I don't know if I want to say Hansel and Gretel, but the, yeah, the guy, the, the wife couldn't have a kid or whatever, but yeah. yeah it, that one I, is just lame. Yeah, I think that was uh, Lucky McKee did that one. Yeah, I was going to oh, say, really? there's a lot of lot of directors attached to this, too. A lot of known directors attached to this, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Lucky McKee yeah. and Neil Marshall... Yeah, Neil Marshall, yeah. That's what piqued my interest. I mean, Lucky McGee does too, but when I first heard about it, it was, you know, about Neil Marshall being a part of it. Yeah. Which one did Neil Marshall do? I don't even know. Um, he did, He actually did uh, the last one, I think. I'm pretty oh, really? sure that's what it, Yeah, because I remember my friend showing us pictures of her with... Yeah, it was the, one, it was the last one. The pumpkin one uh, is the one that Neil Marshall directed. Cool. Yeah, she did a great job. Mm-hmm. Is, she, is she like from around there? Or? No, uh, we actually met her years ago at a at flashback weekend. Um, my wife and her just totally hit it off. Like I say, I'm friends with her, but really, it's my wife. Like we, whenever she's in the area, we go spend the weekend with her, and she drags us around. Well, I shouldn't say drags us around, but uh, yeah, we 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 just go everywhere she goes and have fun and hang out with her. I mean, we only get to see her about once or twice a year, so. Cool. She's a she's a good woman. Totally. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know what else to say about that movie though. But. Well, great, great review, guys. Yeah, you guys got me really pumped to see it now. Jason, we're gonna have to watch it. Let's watch it. Let's do it. <laughs> right now. Oh. Pause. Oh, that's Just right. Yeah. And we're back. That was yeah, so that was good. good. <laughs> we're kidding. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, another one I'm looking forward to watching, um, Deathgasm. You guys seen stuff on this? Uh, also yeah. seen it. Also awesome. God damn it, dude. <laughs> I, 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 I've been all over that movies. one. It's a horror movie that involves heavy metal. I know, right? And from what I hear, it's 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 really true to the metal. Like, it's, almost, it's like written by a metalhead. You could just tell... Yeah. You know, there's there's sighting of real bands. You talk about like the different genres of metal and yeah, the guy definitely knows his stuff. There was a few uh, problems I had with uh, some uh, heavy metal band references, but that's just me being a metal snob. But uh, <laughs> trivium sucks. Oh, there it is. Yeah, oh. doing half our crowd there right was, like, there. Two trivium posters, and I'm like, that's gonna ruin the movie for me. I just I hate that band. <laughs> Metallica Jr. Oh, oh but, um, gosh. but other than, I mean, the movie is out, it's funny. It's 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 a great flick. I I I look forward to seeing more from uh, those people. But I th- I think everybody should see that, whether you like metal or not. I mean, it's fun and gory, and 
it's it's a good story. Yeah, it sounds really funny, and I mean, I like again how it stays true to the world of metal, but you know, don't have to be a metalhead to to enjoy it. But I was I was like, you know, when a when a film makes reference to something in pop culture, but it stays really true to it, like not making up shit and and uh, like you just tell like either the research was done or it's it's actually made by fans of that genre. So I go through my metal phases, so yeah. a little bit. There you go. Yeah. yeah. A little more old school metal. I don't follow metal much nowadays, but Cool. So yeah, that's another one. And then like uh, another one I thought sounded interesting. What? I was, I'm too late now, but I just wanted to. I wished I'd have said because I how much you love Striper because I know how much John hates Striper. <laughs> I was like, I was too late. I was mad. I was too late. <laughs> Tried to start a fight too late. Damn it. So never mind. <clears throat> what were you gonna say? <laughs> anyway, and another one I I um. That I, I, I'm intrigued to see is Scout's Guide to Zombie Apocalypse. I'm assuming John's seen, seen that. Yeah, are you no, kidding me? Kidding. Oh, okay. no, he was. <laughs> I think that looks like a lot of fun, too. Yeah. I just saw the trailer what, a few weeks ago, and I, I was shocked that I hadn't heard anything about it earlier. Which just kind of seemed to come out of nowhere, but it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think that, come, I think that uh, releases on the 30th of this month, too. So. Well, next. Yeah, so just in, just literally in time for Halloween. So, a lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool stuff, and let's not forget what's going on on TV on Halloween, right? Yeah, Terry. What? Wait, what? What's I was spacing out. What's happening on television? What, what's happening in the world Halloween? of horror on television on Halloween? One of the greatest uh, new TV uh, shows ever on Star Wars. Somebody washed up actors oh. making. <laughs> Well, Terry used to be excited about it. I forgot it. because I can't watch it. Oh. I know. Yeah. I'll get That's it for you. Internet's for it. Yeah. We'll be busy at Halloween to Palooza anyway. So. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. In Jesus. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Okay, so, yeah, so that's what we're looking forward to. A lot of, uh, again, I think it's been a pretty good, it's going to be an interesting year-end episode, I think. Uh, there's been a lot of interesting films that have come out this year, um, and many of which I still have yet to see. So, so um, with that said, I, I should warn you guys, too, like, uh, you know, trick-or-treaters are out and about, so I may get interrupted during the podcast to hand out some trick-or-treat candy so oh hold on a minute guys there's somebody at the door hello trick-or-treat oh how cute bunch of trick-or-treaters let's see we got spider-man there's my little pony oh you guys are great there's a witch and a jason Voorhees. awesome uh, I wasn't ready. I'm actually recording a podcast, guys. Um, let me go see what I can find real quick. I'll be right back. Okay, let's see here. We've got... I got a few things here that I was able to dig up. Okay. Um, we got some 
Brussels sprouts there for you. Let's see, there's a can of asparagus, um, some uh, kale. Um, yeah, sorry, not very good stuff. Um, I got some circus peanuts. Uh, I'm, I'm not even that cruel. Okay, uh, that's that's all I got, guys. Sorry, sorry, I got to get back to the show. Sorry. Okay, okay, sorry about that, guys. I had to take care of those trick-or-treaters. Okay, now, uh, where were we? What were we talking about? Um, let's get into uh, some film recommendations. Uh, I know we do this every year, so I thought like we could try to maybe like mention something that we have already seen this year. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a 2015 movie, but because uh, um, mine's not. Um, but a film that we maybe have seen this year, that would be a good recommendation to watch for Halloween. And I'll go ahead and start it off. Uh, for me, I picked a movie from 2014. I saw it way earlier this year. It was kind of one of those that's like, yeah, I'm going to watch five minutes of it. I don't really want to watch the whole thing, but I kind of want to see what's what it's all about. And um, I ended up watching the whole thing straight through. I really enjoyed it. Um, and what I like about it, and why, and why I'm picking, why I'm picking it, is, is I want to pick recommendations that really put you in the mood for Halloween, that have that Halloween feel. And the one I picked was from uh, from last year, 2014, the house that October built. And, and you guys seen that? No. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what did you think of it, John? Um, I thought it fell flat towards the end, but I, I can. There, it was definitely creepy at times. I mean, yeah, it, it was well done. I mean, definitely a really well done uh, found footage film. But just didn't really care for. But overall, I mean, I did like the movie. I will still recommend it to people just to see at least once. Yeah, I was. I'm with you though on the ending. Like once when it ended, I'm like, wait, wait, wait what? That's it, really? You know, <laughs> that's how you're gonna end it. You know, after, especially after all this buildup. You know, it just like uh, it keeps escalating to this to the what you expect to be something like really um, horrific at the end there. But but for those who don't know about this movie, uh, it, it, like John said, it's a found footage film about a, about a group of guy, uh, a group of kids that are traveling across country trying to find like, you know, a really really scary haunted house attraction. Should, should like try to find one that that's really going to scare them. And and you know they're and so what's cool about it is that they're they're going to all these haunted house attractions. So you're seeing all of, all of this this like Halloween atmosphere. Uh, throughout this whole movie, and and that's what one of the things I really got a kick out of it. It, it it's going to be a great like background movie for to be playing on Halloween, just because you have just all these haunted house attractions, people in costumes, and the and the props and all that stuff. And then, but then like you know, when things start going a little south, uh, there are definitely some really creepy moments, just like this people in the masks that are just standing right out in front of the RV. That's creepy as shit. Um, you know, <clears throat> all the characters in it are kind of assholes, so it's hard to kind of root for them too much in it. But uh, but at, but it's just a really good atmosphere film, some really creepy moments, and just the overall feel of Halloween I, I really got out of that movie. So that's my recommendation. Cool. What about you, Terry? 
Uh, the one that kind of springs to mind that I've seen this year, it's from 2014 as well. Uh, the Guest. I think I may have mentioned it recently. Maybe not. I don't really remember. Um, <clears throat> it's basically like a, a soldier comes home and he introduces himself to this family of... Um, and he's claiming to be the friend of their son who died in action. And he kind of invades their family and like he's super nice and then he just ends up being crazy but the reason it made me think of it is because it's very it has the very halloween atmosphere like it's set during halloween time you see all of the decorations out and there's like this big halloween dance is like the final scene in the movie and they even pay a little bit of homage to um halloween three in it um it was it was a really fun movie. I I enjoyed the heck out of it. And, and the lead, I was oh, going to say and the lead guy is really hot. Or the uh, ladies uh, or the shower scene. Oh brother, that's sexist. <laughs> I'm offended. Oh my god. <laughs> that's directed by isn't that directed by the same guy who did um um You're next. Thank you. You're next. Yes. I just Which is also an awesome movie. movie. Yes. Adam. Oh yeah. Adam Wingard. Yeah, there you go. I love your next, but I haven't had a chance to see the guest yet. It's on my list, it's, though. It's and he was, And he was also a director on the VHS movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not so excellent. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well. Oh, not a fan of the VHS movies? Eh. I think uh, more of them don't work than actually do. Like, each, each one that I've seen, mm-hmm. there's at least one segment that's super awesome. Yeah. And then the rest just me to death. And I, but I did like the wraparound segment for the first one. I thought that was really creepy. Oh, me too. Oh, very That was creepy. like the best part of the entire movie for me. Yeah. I really... I Yeah, I think the first one's still the best and uh, I think I have more hits than misses than you probably do, John, but uh, there's definitely some turds on, in those movies and, you know... But I think that kind of comes with most anthologies. Hmm. Um, unfortunately, there's always a except creep show. Except for creep show. That's why I said most. You know, creep show is the exception. Every single one of creep shows. Awesome. Yeah, Sam knows turdy. So. <laughs> That's right. But um, um, and then viral, viral just doesn't. Viral just broke. I mean, there's there's actually some ones I really like out of viral, but it jumped the shark as far as the format of those movies go. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, there's there's moments it's like it's not even being filmed. It's just like a narrative story. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, went off went off the rails there. Yeah, so the guess it's a good one, good pick. And it's on Netflix. Oh, is it? Oh shit. Yeah. You know what? This is on Netflix already too. I didn't realize it. Um, Rec Four is up. I need to see that too. Nice. Yeah. That's the one, isn't it? It's on a ship? Yeah, I think. Why do I feel like I watched this? Uh, I'm getting weird flashbacks. <laughs> That's probably not a good sign. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I think I totally did watch it. Oh, okay. Anyway. Sam, what do you have for a... Uh, do you have a film uh, you recommend? A recommendation, mm-hmm. just like you want it to be a recent movie. 
Something something you've seen this year. Doesn't have yeah. to necessarily be to come out this year, but Yeah. Like I don't I don't generally watch a lot of recent movies. It, I'm usually like a couple years behind. But uh Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just watched a few weeks ago I watched uh Witch Trap, the Kevin Tinney movie. Yes! kind of an old movie from like 1986 i think i love witch trap and it's such a lost film it's so forgotten yeah you know i mean it's not that's the one with tony katane and the ouija board no that's which board no (laughs) i knew that no that's night of the demons (laughs) i just wanted to see your face (laughs) yeah it's kind of deceptive it's like almost a sequel to witch board but not really even though it has the same director and a lot of the same actors. Yeah. But uh same director, a lot of same actors. You got the, the the creepy ghost guy with the beard. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, you know, kind of cool and interesting cuz it's you know, it's got that typical, you know, Kevin S. Tinney kind of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Kind of very uh almost kind of a slow burn kind of thing. But uh you know, it's also kind of like you know, all these Ghost Hunter movies and Ghost Hunter shows, it's, you know, kind of like that. It kind of follows, you know, more realistic, quote-unquote, parapsychologists, but yeah. kind of be- before it was popular. It's kind of like the hipster paranormal activity or something. I don't know. But no, it's it's just got some cool kills, and it's kind of a, you know, I think it's a good movie to get you in the mood for Halloween and whatnot. Yeah, good kills, especially Linnea, and, uh, Linnea's death scene. Yeah, you know, Linnea Quigley is taking a shower, which is, that's just great in itself. And she gets <laughs> fucking stabbed in the throat by a possessed shower head. <laughs> Can happen, guys. Yeah, it's so brutal. I th- I, yeah, I think my favorite kill, though, in the whole movie, my favorite kill is when uh, <clears throat> this guy is, like, cleaning his gun. Like one of the detectives or whatever. Oh, yeah. He's like cleaning his gun and then like the ghost like levitates his bullet and it just sort of like, you know, throws his, it like throws his bullet through his head. It's not like bullet speed, but like it impacts his head as if it was like a normal gunshot and it's just such a cool effect and you don't really see that too much anymore. Nope. That's so cool. I... I always felt like I was like one of the few people that have ever seen that movie, so it's good to know there's other people out there that have seen it. Um, yeah. And it's it's a little off-putting until you can get used to it because the whole movie is 80-yard. Um, so the audio always seems a little off, just quality-wise versus you know what you would normally see. Yeah. So... And I, at one time, I knew the reason why that was, but I can't remember why now. I think I even may have asked Kevin Tenney what happened. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but I don't remember the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I love Witch Trap. It's right up, as far as Kevin Tenney's movies go, it's right up there um, with, with Night of the Demons and Witchboard for me. Like, those those three films just go together. Yeah, it's a good triple feature. Just you know, one of these nights, Halloween nights, just throw those on. And mm-hmm. now it's it's it it's 
probably the lowest budgeted out of all those out of all three of those films, and it shows. So, yeah, you know, bearing that in mind too. But yeah, it's just yeah, it's just a fun film. I, I've I've always really enjoyed it. So for sure, cool, nice pick, like it. <clears throat> Jason, what about you? Well, I picked one that I know nobody, I don't think anyone's watched because I didn't think they wanted to watch it. And I actually really liked it a lot. That's the new Poltergeist. Ah. You're one of those people. John. (laughs) What? Come at me, bro. What? Did you watch it? No, I haven't seen it yet. I do want to see it because uh, was it Sam Rockwell? Sam Rockwell, man? yeah, Sam man. Rockwell, yeah. See, I, I love him. He's a great actor, so I, I do want to see the movie. So I just like giving people shit. Yeah, so I I figured I had a good chance of no one seeing it, so I didn't have to actually argue with anyone. <laughs> so that's another reason I picked it. But I actually did like it. I did my best to. I hadn't seen the original in a while, and I did my best to. Separate it from separate it because because it's a remake. It's not any kind of reimagining, really. Really? It doesn't stray a lot. Really? Which which was almost weird to be honest. Because like as it's going along, it's like oh they're using so it's just they're on a cemetery too. Okay, that's great. They didn't try to do a whole new spin on it, which you know it was weird. And maybe it was a good thing, but but at the same time, like they did update. Obviously, the effects are incredibly better, and and it's spooky as hell. And Sam Rockwell's amazing. He plays a little more of a tough dad. I don't know how to down on his luck, trying to support his family. You know, kind of an a-hole at times. If you, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I was really into it. I thought the cast was great. The you know, the the little old lady wasn't there. It was this. They so they kind of updated that a little bit. It was a guy who ran a ghost hunter show mm. that they did some. And he and the guy I forgot. He's one of the scars guards or whatever. I can't remember. But uh, he was awesome and. Um. Oh, it was Jared Harris. That's what it was. He just feels like. Oh, uh, Jared Harris. I like him too. Yeah, he was awesome in it. But damn it, I might have. Yeah, so like, <laughs> it's not new, but it's a new version. I don't know. Well, but that's the... all right. I think. I mean, I get kind of tired of people always trying to reimagine things. Sometimes, like. Yeah, it's so much that I figured that's what they do now. So it was almost weird that it was kind of a straight retelling. Mm. So that was, so maybe that's nice. It was, you know, in in that, and I don't want to say that I was upset that it was just the same old story, but (laughs) there was a point where I'm like, oh, it's just the same old story. I don't know if that was me used to it being something crazy and new and not I wasn't necessarily disappointed but I was just like oh okay <laughs> and, and so it was hard to tell with the pacing maybe a little just cause like 
I was expecting some new thing, and then it was just this. And you're used to this, that story of Poltergeist, and and it was kind of that story all over again. So it's like, what are you used to? What is new? Trying to watch it new. Um, but at the end of the day, I liked it. I thought there was some really creepy fucking shit in there, and there was great scares, and um, it was a great updated version for sure. Do they have a moment where a guy yes. rips his face off in the bathroom? I can't tell you. Ah! Because that was, that, that was an effect that, I mean, it was very effective as a child, but watching it as an adult, it's like, yeah, this could be, this could use an upgrade, effects-wise. <laughs> yeah. All, all of those things are upgraded great. There's, and, and there's, yeah, the two kids, they, the, the acting's fucking awesome, and that's what helps, I think. Is cool. The whole family is great. Cool. I, 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 find it, I found it so fascinating when that movie came out and all the advertising for it. And even if you pick up like the Blu-ray or the DVD of it, um, the cover is all about the clown doll. I mean, that is like the, that is, that's the cover of the... So, like when the original movie came out, it was all about the television, the staticky television and you know the little girl sitting in front of it. And that was the whole advertising campaign for that, but... With the remake, it was all about the clown doll. I just, I don't know, I just found that interesting. That the clown, the clown thing um, kind of surpassed the whole television thing yeah, as being the iconic thing. Yeah, a bigger part of the movie. No, yeah. But. I'd imagine probably not. Cool. Yeah, all right. It's worth a watch. Okay. John, what about you? What's your uh, recommendation? Um... Let's see. There's a lot I could recommend. I always watch. Well, I watch Intruder on a on a, almost a weekly basis. Nice. Um, I recommend your guys' new movie, Demonica. I oh. got my copy this week and I got to watch it, <laughs> and I loved it. This isn't me sucking up or anything. For reals? Actually, you guys are gonna pay me ten dollars at least for this review. But I really, well, really liked the movie. It was a lot of fun. In my heart of hearts, I figured a guy like you could actually appreciate it you know because you're a like-minded guy and you like the things that we like and that's we just make movies we like so i'm glad i mean everybody does a great job i mean of course it helps that linnea is in it and i you know i love her yeah so love her but uh actually for me the funniest part was uh justin and actually just i watched the uh (laughs) special features I could not stop laughing at his lines. So good, right? What's the one? Like, I'm going to go get me some stink finger. <laughs> I can't. Just thinking about it in my head. Like, I'll be at work and I'll think about that and I'll just start. Yeah. <laughs> and then people think I'm nuts and then I get taken away. Straight jacket. But it's a, that movie's a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. I'm, yeah, I'm glad that I finally, finally got my copy in the mail. Yeah, so yeah. that's going to be my recommendation. I, I think I'm going to view that, you know, a few times a year oh, for the uh-huh. foreseeable future. Oh, that's awesome. And everybody can by going to subscribefilms.com and demonicamovie.com. <laughs> Get your copy today. Oh, yeah. Thanks, buddy. <sighs> Glad you liked it. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. And, and, you know, I knew at one point when we started this show all those years ago, it was just eventually just going to turn into one big commercial for yeah. all of our other all of our other shit. Everything we do is a commercial for everything we do. <laughs> That's There's right. No lines right. at all. 
Yep, I'm writing a movie right now about a group of podcasters that go to a Halloween convention called Halloween Palooza. Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, <clears throat> that's a joke. Was that? That's a joke. Well, it was a it joke. Was. Now that he said it out loud, he's going to think he has to do it, and then. <laughs> <sighs> All right, we're going to take a uh, a real quick short break here. Um, some of our fellow podcasters. Um, Recorded some little Halloween greetings for us uh, for our episode. Yeah, so let's go over to Greg Amortis at uh, Land of the Creeps. Take it away, Greg. I'm Greg Amortis. I'm Dr. Shock. And I'm Jesse Robbins. And we are Land of the Creeps podcast, and you're listening to Attack of the Killer podcast Halloween episode. All I can say is boo, because... Land of the Creeps loves Halloween, and we know Attack of the Killer Podcast is doing a great job. And check us out at landofthecreeps.blogspot.com. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the show. Signing out. Yeah. Greg and Mortis is awesome. We love Greg. We so love Land awesome. of the Creeps. He's awesome. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, have, we'll hear some more of that stuff as the show goes on. Now it's time. Okay, so last year... So here's the thing with the Attack of the Killer podcast, all right? When we started the show, when it came time for Halloween, you know, obviously we're a horror-themed podcast. We have to make the you know Halloween episodes extra special, right? We blew our load on the first. <laughs> we really did the first year <laughs> by reviewing by doing a two-parter to the discussion of every single Halloween film, and we we broke every film down, and we. Uh, we had like um, the one guy who wrote Halloween Six phoned in, and we had a Q and A with him on. And so yeah, we were. <laughs> so after that, we're like, oh shit, what oh, are we shit, gonna? We're do? still doing episodes. We didn't think we'd last this long. <laughs> yeah. so, <laughs> what are we gonna do for Halloween? So we came up with a few ideas here and there. Um, but last year, last year was just kind of a free for for all. And I, when I went back and reviewed that episode to come up with an idea for this episode. Uh, I think yeah, that's just the format. It's the way it's going to be from here on out. Just coming up with like little subtopics and other things uh, to do throughout the episode. The load is blown. Yeah. This is what we're doing. So, yeah. So, <laughs> well, kind of like kind of like a Halloween television special, you know, where yeah. it's just like, you know, like, you know, little things and skits horror. and bits and, and yeah, whatnot. So... One of the things we did last year was we played some games on the show. And when I went back and listened to that episode, that was my favorite part, just listening to you guys freak out about these games, especially Terry. So we're going to <laughs> no pressure. play more games again this year. In uh, this game, we are... Um, we're going to play. We're going to play the same game we did last year. It's kind of a uh, name the movie roundtable. Uh, so how it works is we're going to go around um, in order. I should probably come up with an order. Um, and you have what did we say? Three seconds, five seconds, five seconds to uh, to name a horror film that this actor was in, and you have to give the full title. Um, and if you wait too long, you're out. If you repeat a title, you're out. If you say a movie that he wasn't, he or she wasn't in, you're out. So it's a fun game. And no 
IMDBing it on your computers and home, fellas and ladies. <laughs> so, sound good? We we good to go? Uh, we understand how this works. Brain. I think so. You, explain it again. You yeah, you kind of cut out, but uh. Oh crap! Okay. Okay. Show you. Yeah. I think we'll get it. I think we'll get it. You have to. I'm gonna name it. I'm gonna name an actor, and we're gonna go around. It's kind of like um, musical chairs. We're gonna go around to each person. They have to name a horror movie. It has to be a horror movie, horror movie, not television either. Um, that this person was in, and it's process of elimination. If you freeze and wait too long to answer, you're out, uh, or you could just give up. Or, or if you uh, repeat a, a title that somebody else already said, you're out. So. So we're going to go. We're going to go. Um, Jason, John, Sam, Terry. Duh. Okay. <laughs> nice knowing you, Terry. Yeah, I'm lost. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> hey, I'm just going based on the pictures on Skype on on this end. So <laughs> it's easier for me if I do it that way. All right. So the actor is Bill Mosley. Devil's Rejects. But Jason's Same. first. Oh, we went out. Jason? Oh, I'll say Devil's Rejects. Oh! <laughs> Take it from Sam. That's mine. Homesick. What's that? Homes. Homesick? you seen that one? Yeah. No, I have not seen that one, but I'm familiar with it. Very good. Sam? Texas Chainsaw 2. Nice. Terry? Um, that was the one I was going to say. Uh... Uh, a house of a thousand corpses. Yep, very good. Back to you, Jason. Texas Chainsaw 3D. Yes, very good. Oh, yes. Damn. John. Devil's Carnival. Ooh, yeah, nice one. Sam. Um, how about Night of the Living Dead, 1990? Yes. Ooh. Yes, yeah. that's one of my favorite cool. Bill Mosley's. Terry? Um, that one short film with the mid little people? Uh, <laughs> what was it? Uh, shit. Night of the something. I give up. <laughs> it's Night of the Little Dead. Oh, I was so close. And so Terry's out. Ugh. All right. Jason, back to you. I was gonna say Night to the Living Bread. <laughs> <laughs> no. Or does it count? Well, I don't even know what that is. That was, oh, really? That was his audition Bad. for They Got Him Chop Top, right? I thought that was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or wait. What the hell was it? Texas Hair Salon Massacre or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Uh, Um, 2001 Maniacs? Yeah, which one? The <laughs> new one? The second one? You're right, the second one, which was called... Oh, fuck. <laughs> the bloody... The blood... Alright, you're out. Ah, Field feel of Screams. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. Yep. <laughs> which was filmed in Iowa, just saying. Okay, John, you're up. 
I'm gonna be lazy and say Devil Devil's Carnival Two because he is in that. <laughs> okay. All right, Sam. Uh, how about uh? <laughs> what's that fucking that opera movie? Uh huh. Genetic opera or something. <laughs> Jason over here. Jason over here is over here punching the air. He's pissed. You're you're all you almost got the full title. Uh, people at home are yeah, people at home listening are like they're going off the road. They're like, <laughs> I got it. The, yeah, genetic opera. Yep, the that's, movie. That's the second part. Okay, you're missing one word. It's I give up. Last three seconds. Like repo. What? Repo. <laughs> repo. Repo. The genetic repo opera. Yeah. Okay. So, so that means John wins unless you unless you want to throw one more out there, John. Show I'm all totally these people. Up. All right. <laughs> I'm totally drawing a blank. He's well, one of my favorite actors, and I'm just like, Durr. I'm pissed now, right? <laughs> Jason is pissed. Yeah. yeah. Uh well let me see here. There's um, a million. Yeah, there's a million. I'm just gonna throw out probably the more well known ones because there's a lot of um crap I've never even heard of before. But uh let's see. Well he was in that he was a voice in uh, the haunted world of El Super Bisto. Oh. Um That's a yeah. Yeah. Uh oh, um Grand House would have counted. He played uh Oh yeah. He was in um, Rob Zombie's commercial for Werewolf Women of the SS. That's right. Yeah, he was in Rob Zombie's Halloween remake. Um, the even, better version. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. Uh, I he, hate the uh, uncut version. Me too, me too. Like, the direct, the, the yep. theatrical cut was so much was so much better, that, yep. that scene. The, yeah, the es- escape scene made much. more sense yeah. in the theatrical version. Exactly. I, yeah. And what? And because it's Rob Zombie, he has to throw in a rape scene or something. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, I I don't mind a good old fashioned rape scene every once in a while, but not. It just didn't work. No. Uh, see, he was also an evil bong. Uh, or did you hallucinate that? What's that? Nothing. Uh, he was an evil Ed. Oh, oh! I know somebody who's probably going to be listening to this episode and screaming at us and that'd be Justin Bean because he was in Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 3. That was like his first film. Snap. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. He's in the first power. What? As a bartender. Oh, so. <laughs> Alright, next round. We fucking sucked that one. Good job, John. <laughs> you want another one already? I can do another one. Okay. I mean, we can wait. <laughs> oh, I've got a list. Let's do one more. Oh my god. This is fun. Okay. So okay, so since uh since John won that round, we'll let John start. Okay. Tony Todd. Remember it has to be horror only. Damn it. You there, John? He stepped away. <laughs> Oh, did he? Way to go, Mike. Yeah. Way to he go. Said, he said B.I.B. Oh, crap. Huh. <laughs> oh, I don't even see that. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we'll come back to the game soon. Oh, what? What? He's back. Oh. John. Oh, John, you back? 
John? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I forgot to unmute it. Okay. <laughs> Why can't you yeah. guys hear me? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do another round, and you'll get to go first since you were the winner of the last oh, round. Shit. Yay! <laughs> this time the actor is Tony Todd. Uh, Candyman. There you go, Sam. Final destination. Nice, Terry. Nice. Uh, the Crow. Very good. Very good, Jason. Hatchet three. <laughs> was he in the third? One? Was he not in the I third one? Damn it! I didn't think uh-huh. I could remember the second one's thing. Well, they're just one, two, just one, oh, two, three. Um, I don't remember if he is. Oh, I'm is trying to find one? it. I think he, he died at two. Fuck. Yeah, because he. Out yeah, because he died at he died at the end of two. Jason's out. Sorry, buddy. John. <laughs> uh. <laughs> see here uh the night of the living dead remake there you go huh was that a coincidence boys and girls <laughs> yeah it was actually okay sam you're up <laughs> i was just gonna say night of the living dead 1990 well how about Candyman 2 <laughs> there you go terry uh Final Destination 2. <laughs> okay, we're going to be here for a while. All right. It's <laughs> made a lot of sequels, so uh, Candyman 3. Candyman 3. Okay, so the Candymans are now officially out. Sam. Um, How about uh, Land of the Dead? Land of the Dead? I don't think he was in Land of the Dead. No, not Land of the Dead. Aw. Yep, you're out. Terry? Well, uh, just just Hatchet. There you go. Yep, first Hatchet. <laughs> John, back to you. And I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, um, I'm looking at my movie collection like, there's got to be something. <laughs> I've got nothing. I can't. I cannot think of anything now. Oh, bummer! So Terry won that round. I Yay, Terry! Woo! Yay, Terry! Woo! Uh, you guys, I mean, there was still like Hatchet Two and like all the rest of the Final Destination yeah, movies. Yeah, you had Hatchet Two. You had Final Destination Three. Um, See, and I could remember if he was in all of those Final Destination movies. Yeah, I, I could remember that. Oh uh, yeah, he might not be in all of them. Three for sure. I'm scrolling to see if he was in any of the others. He's I don't in see the him. newest one. The last one. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Five. Really? Well, shit. Sure. Good job, Terry. Who would have thought? Yeah. Woohoo! So he's been in too much shit for me to try to freaking find it. Um. <laughs> Let's see. Crow was a good Crow was a good one because I totally forgot about that one. I was impre- impressed. Impressed. All right. Oh, wi- oh shit! He's in Wishmaster. Forgot he was in that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see. He's in Star Trek stuff. Yeah, it's not <laughs> horror though. Oh. It is if I have to watch it. There has to be. Yeah. There has there, we we need to start a site that's like IMDb but just for horror. So I'm tired of scrolling through all this other shit. He was in one of those. <laughs> he was in one of those Scarecrow movies. Apparently, Scarecrow Slayer. Huh. Yikes! Wow. What is this like a series or? Yeah. Yeah, they made movies. quite a few of them. Like three or four films. Yeah, and they're just, they're garbage. 
He was in one of the prophecy films, Prophecy Forsaken. Um, quite a bit of shit. A lot of stuff. He was in Platoon? Whoa. Guess that's not horror, but... Huh. Well, that's the thing, like, and he's still working a lot today, and in all genres. And he does a lot of animation voices, uh, you know, a lot of voice work and stuff, so, yeah, it's awesome, because, you know, he's still, he's like an 80s icon horror guy for us, but yet he still works a lot. He's got the voice, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a great voice. Yeah. And he's a good actor. He's intimidating. Yeah, he's very intimidating. Yeah, yeah. I've Finally seen him, him at conventions yeah. like three times, and I still haven't met him because it's like, dude, you just scare the shit out of me. You're so big. <laughs> Don't when kill I, me. When I met him this uh, last month, like or in August, he ended up talking about gardening with Flyboy. So I don't think it's a big <laughs> deal. Yeah, he's not going to kill me. Well, unless he uses me for mulch. Yeah. <laughs> They will say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood if not for shedding? Very good. Okay. So that was fun, right, guys? Yeah, real fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So I want to ask another question here. Um, so Halloween, favorite time of year. The best. What Obviously. has what has been your guys' all-time favorite Halloween costume that you've ever had or done? And that could be from childhood all the way up to adulthood. Favorite Halloween costume. Hmm. I'll start because I don't have a lot of memory of what my <laughs> my Halloween costumes have been over the years. And, and as I get older, I've kind of given up. So... Um, I'd have to say probably one of the favorites that I've done, and it was for my son's first Halloween. I had recently acquired a gorilla suit, but I can't go as just a gorilla. That's lame. So I I made a diving helmet out of paper mache, and I went as the robot monster. Oh, yeah. nice. And that was at that moment where I decided, like, if I ever get off my ass and do more Halloween costumes, I want to do more obscure films like Robot Monster, because nobody knew who the fuck I was going door-to-door. You know, just see a guy in a fake diving helmet and a gorilla suit and carrying a little kid around. So, that's mine. Uh, what about you, What about you, Sam? All-time favorite Halloween costume? Um, probably a couple years ago... A friend of mine had a Halloween party, and uh, basically the idea was that you had to dress up as a dead celebrity. So I dressed up as Brandon Lee from The Crow. Nice. Uh, it's yeah. Eric Draven. Nice. And, uh, you look good. Pretty, I remember seeing pictures. Pretty cool costume, and uh, got lots of compliments. And, got yeah. the long hair for it, and that's nice. Got the makeup and the... It was kind of funny too, because like, like a couple weeks after I went to the party, like I was doing laundry, and I'd completely forgotten about it. And I like pulled out the shirt that I had, and I had like all these bullet holes in it. Like, what the what the fuck happened to my shirt? Like, oh, it's my Halloween costume. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a good costume. Sweet, sweet Jason. What about you? Um, well, 
Again, I can't remember a whole lot. I yeah. thought last year I talked about I was a pirate. I used to do a pirate when I was a kid. Oh, okay. But it was like a very fancy gay pirate, I think, now that I think about it. <laughs> it had the, the long white socks with the and the shoes with the buckle and the fluffy, ruffly sleeved arm. And yeah, man. I also remember um, at school, I, I, I was going through some weird clothes phase. And uh, I found, maybe in Iowa City at that cool retro store, I found some like, uh, purple velvet bell bottoms. Nice. Yeah. And then went on to transform into some disco-y type of costume. Um, I kind of remember running around school with that. Because I wore those pants long after Halloween, too. (laughs) (laughs) And they're just... You're wearing them right now. I might be. but uh, Are there pictures anywhere? I don't... There might be. I'm calling your mother. In my yearbook or something, maybe. But... (laughs) That's all I can remember, right? I, I guess I'm sad about it because I've been talking with some other friends who like really get into making costumes every year, and it's like that, you know, and like m- working on the costumes with your kids and making that a tradition, yeah. and like, and just I know I have so many friends that do try to do cool costumes every year, and I'm mm-hmm. like. You and me, it's like, we're yeah. kind of like known a little bit for being scary movie guys. And yeah, we are the Halloween guys. guys, you know? And like, I just don't dress up very much. And it's kind of sad. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. I feel bad about it every year. I feel kind of lame when I don't do it. But you know, I mean, but there for a while, you'd like to. throw on Dracula just because it was fast and easy. Yeah. You know, but every... Or a zombie. Or yeah. something, but... Yeah. I feel bad about it. I wish. So I'm I'm thinking about doing a costume for for Nalani's con- costume contest at Halloween in Palooza, but I still have to do it first. So we'll see. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't have much well, time left. And then if it's in, any evidence from the. Uh, Oktoberfest parade that we walked in recently. You don't really have to do a lot. Like Jason oh, yeah. <laughs> just wore his scary clown mask again, and he got more attention than anyone who actually worked on a costume. That's like true. all, That's like awesome. all of the adorable like college girls. Like, oh my god, you're so scary. Can I take a picture with you? That's what they sound oh like. God, too. that's true. Yeah, it's the true. entire time. The entire time. Yeah, <laughs> I think people are scared of clowns, but when they're when it's a giant clown, <laughs> then they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. So I just put on a mask, and then it was, I got more attention. <laughs> he didn't even it was crazy. put on, like, an outfit, right? No, it's just normal clothes. Yep. pants, <laughs> and a mask. Yep. But my favorite stories of, of yours, though, Jason, um, is when you would tell me, I mean, you grew up in a really small town. Yeah. Like a really small town. And... The stories you would tell me about dressing up as Michael Myers and terrorizing your neighborhood. Yeah, it still comes up on Facebook once in a while. Like some old <laughs> classmates will come across the Michael Myers picture and post it on my page and be like, "Remember these fucking times?" <laughs> but yeah, like I, I, yeah, I definitely remember. I loved Michael Myers back then, and 
I got one of his masks and I had a blue jumpsuit and a butcher knife and I would fucking terrorize my town. Like, <laughs> never break ever. I would... I got girls, like, just trapped in their cars for hours. It was so much fun. <laughs> and you would never break character never. either. You would just stalk no. them. Oh my God, it was so awesome. great. It was such a small town. Nobody... <laughs> There weren't there weren't cops in my town, so it was just like <laughs> what, what town was this? Watcher. Oh, okay, yeah, I know the town. And uh, oh man, every Halloween season, I would just go out and just fucking scare the shit out of people. That was fun. <laughs> That's awesome. That was fun. Very awesome. <laughs> is there a highlight? Is there like a, a one moment that? There, uh... Well, I just I know there. I I can still see in my memory. <laughs> Trapping a girl in her car for a long time, <laughs> screaming and crying and screaming, and crying, <laughs> crying. Oh yeah. Oh, for real. Well, I'm like glad, I'm glad you finally got out of jail. That was yeah. Crazy. That was great. It <laughs> never caught me. You'd be so fucked nowadays. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You'd be able to get away with that shit oh, now. There weren't cell phones back Tent then. That murder, was fine. Kidnapping. Oh yeah. That was so fun. Dude, scaring the shit out of somebody. They were they cried a lot. It was good. That means I was doing a good job, right? You were doing a good See? job. Yeah. So and that's how I got used to girls crying at me. So, if, oh, man. so a couple of years back when um when Justin had his like the first like when Halloween, Halloween release, yeah, theaters. and he asked you to dress up as Michael Myers, was that like? Oh yeah, it totally brought back the memories. It was so fucking fun. Nice and brought it all back and. I tried to, and uh, you eventually stopped crying, I know. Yeah. So I'm glad. <laughs> We're still friends. <laughs> cool, okay. Uh, who hasn't gone? John, what about you? Um, I'm trying to think. Well, when I was really little, I would, probably for three years in a row, I would dress up as uh, Adam from He-Man. Before he turns into He-Man, because I was not gonna walk around without a shirt on. Prince, you were Prince Adam. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be He-Man, but it was too damn cold to be He-Man. So yeah, that's what I did He-Man. for like three years in a if row. I, if Halloween was a summer month, he would have been He-Man. <laughs> I just walked around shirtless all the time. Now, if I did that, I would scare people. Oh, just they'd have yeah. to see me without a shirt. I'm like, it's so hairy. They're like, look, it's Beast. Robin yeah. Williams like yeah, night goes beast man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did th- I did that and awesome. uh, uh, not well, probably a couple years after the Adams Family movies came out, my friends and I would uh, just go around in our regular clothes and people would be like, "What are you supposed to be?" Homicidal maniac because they look like everybody else. So it worked. But uh, yeah, I think that's. Those are my favorites. And when I went as Pinhead in college, that was fun. Oh, nice. Had a nice long coat. Uh, had the borrowed the, the lament configuration from a friend. I, th- I think there were chains involved. I don't know. That could have been something else. <laughs> could have easily been something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. That was last Thursday. Shit. Uh, no, but it, it was, uh, yeah. Pinhead was awesome. Awesome. That's about it. Cool. Pinhead. So I wonder if that's yeah. I wonder if that's like a common thing for kids to like go as the same thing for three years in a row, like you said. Because I remember just poor living in Illinois. Yeah, 
Because, like, when I was, like, four years old, I had this, like, uh, really tacky, like, Batman costume. It was, like, the Adam West Batman. Mm, yeah. Just, like, this vinyl costume. And I wore it, like, three years in a row. <laughs> I I used to love those vinyl costumes with the, uh, the plastic yeah. mask, with the rubber band that would, like, break before you even got to the first house, you know. <laughs> I loved those. I loved those. And I can't remember any of them that I had. I'm pretty sure they were all superhero ones. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure they were recycled year after year as well. So I know my son, past couple years, he's been Luigi. Um, and then before that, he wore this, like, two or three years, he wore this, like, same, like, dog costume. And I was so happy to finally re- finally retire that thing. I'm like, you're you're not a cute little puppy. You're my son. Let's do something. Let's do something way cooler. Come on. <laughs> so Terry, what about you? Um. Well, I mean, I think I mentioned on the last um, Halloween episode. I'm still pretty fond of when I was in a night elf from wow with oh, nalani yeah. and we battled it out that was that was super fun and nerdy um i guess i haven't dressed up a whole lot in recent years either but i was super sriracha at uh, <laughs> the Oktoberfest <laughs> parade yes you were that, that was, was awesome <laughs> cool cool <clears throat> okay so I think with that set, um, I think I see some kids coming down the block here. Uh, another trick-or-treater, guys. Sorry. I'm so sorry about this. I'll be right back, okay? Oh, look at you. Who are you supposed to be? I am the devil. Kim Kardashian? Let Jesus fuck you. Oh, I get it. You're supposed to be Reagan from The Exorcist. Do you know what she did? Your cunting daughter. Well, let me see if I can find any candy. I don't have much around here. Let me see what I can find. Shove it up your ass. Well, let's see. I've got, um... Got some Reese's Pieces and some Snickers there for you. What do you think of that? Okay, not a big candy person. I get it. Must be diabetic or something. Well, uh, thanks a lot. That was really gross. Uh, have fun trick or treating. The sow is mine. Little brat. Alright, sorry guys. Sorry. Had to take care of the trick or treaters. So, um, Terry. Yes. Uh, you're going, I, uh, understand you're going to delight us this year with some creepy ghost stories. Why don't you, uh, share a terrifying tale with us? Well, all right. Um, I'm sure many of you have heard of creepy pasta. So I picked out a couple of short, uh, micro pastas as they call them on the site. Um, they're just kind of fun little stories here. And this first, this first this first one is called The Window. Put his headphones in a bad place. <laughs> okay. All right. I was in my bedroom doing the typical at-home teenager thing, staying up late, digging around the depths of the internet, and generally not paying attention to anything other than what was on my monitor. 
It was the early morning around two o'clock, and everyone in my house was asleep but me. The room was nice and warm despite it being the dead of winter, since we had the windows replaced last week. We had been losing heat, especially in my bedroom, through some of the old storm windows, but the bitter cold was now kept outside. I don't remember what I was doing. I think in the terror that consumed me, I must have forgotten. I heard a noise at my window. Not the sound of a bug flying into it or the shrubs br brushing against it. No, this was an odd noise. A thumping sound. Something I had never heard before. I didn't think anything of it initially, whether that was because I genu genuinely believed it was nothing or because I didn't want to find out what it was, I can't say. But I sat there for a moment and just listened to it. It was distinctly rhythmic. Thump, thump, thump. It only lasted 15 seconds or so and then stopped. I shuddered but shrugged it off, and after spending another hour or two browsing and consciously not looking toward the window, I turned my computer off and fell into an uneasy but uneventful sleep. This morning, after the sun had been up for a few hours and the things that go bump in the night were doing whatever they do during the daylight hours, I walked, into my, I walked to my window and spent a few minutes trying to replicate that sound that I heard. I tapped the window, I bumped it with some soft objects, I even locked and unlocked it, but I couldn't for the life of me figure out what had made that sound. Nothing I did was even close. I figured that the event was just a fluke and the, and the day was normal until this evening. My dad arrived home from work at the usual time and decided that the house was a little bit too stuffy. So he came into my room and went to the, the open, went to open the window. We're in Texas, so winter evenings are sometimes a little bit more temperate. And never in my life before that moment have I genuinely wished I was deaf. My dad forgot to unlock the window before trying to open it. And we, when he pulled up, it produced the same noise I heard last night. My window only has handles on the inside. Dun dun dun! The end. <laughs> That's spooky shit. Thanks, Terry. Yeah, that really was terrifying. Oh, <laughs> nice, well played. I've never heard that before, oh. ever. <laughs> so I know in episodes in the past we've we've talked about like. What are our go-to Halloween films? And even though um, I don't want to have to, I don't want to repeat the same stuff we've done before. So, but I know we've got people on the show that have never had, never been on a Halloween one of our Halloween episodes before. So I'd like to give them a chance to kind of throw out titles that uh, that are the ones that they feel they they need to watch every year, or the ones that truly feel like Halloween to them. Um, Sam, have you ever, have we ever asked you that question before on the show? Probably. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, refresh my memory. What, um, uh, my go-to Halloween movies. Well, I guess it's not technically one of my go-to Halloween movies since I probably haven't seen it in six plus years, but, uh. I always liked the Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. 
Oh, nice for a long one. time. Yeah. That used to be like a. I think I'm on speaker here, by the way. But uh, yeah, that's just a great atmospheric flick, and you know, very autumnal. Yep. It's got the jack o' lanterns and all that good shit. Yeah, it's it's very um, it's very Italian too. It really kind of feels like classic Italian, like early Mario Bava stuff. Kind of has like a black a Black Sunday feel to it. I've always felt it's a really good pick. I uh, also kind of reminds you a lot of like older older Hammer films as well. So yeah, yeah, it's a great one. I think I may have to pop that one in this year. Good yeah, I was pick. just thinking about it. I need to rewatch it, but. Uh... It's got yeah, a great feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does kind of have an uh, Italian feel to it. And Speaking of what should, I think I read that Black Sabbath or Black Sunday, the Mario Baba picture. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, at least at one point, that was Tim Burton's favorite film. So, Oh, nice. You, you know, it's probably not a coincidence that you can kind of feel that influence in that picture and others, I'm sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, really, anything Tim Burton is probably appropriate for the season. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good point. Good point. John, what about you? Um. Well, really, all I watch is horror movies all year round. But uh, <laughs> like literally, that's you know, six, seven a day. Every other day, I watch Halloween three. But I do watch <laughs> Halloween three like in very close proximity to Halloween every year mm-hmm. it's i know i mean i love the you know the first halloween movie i love them all actually yeah but for some reason i'm always drawn to three and it's probably because everybody hates that one because they don't know any better right and tom atkins is in it but yeah he is the movie that i will always watch in october no matter what like it's it's non-negotiable i have to watch that movie it is it's, it is a great movie. You pop that in, and it feels like Halloween when you're watching it. Exactly, and Tom Atkins makes everything better. Mm-hmm. Sure is. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the score on it, the score for Halloween three, to me, ranks right up there with the score for the original Halloween movie. Oh yeah, like that score. That score adds so much to that film. It really does. Mm. Awesome, great pick. Great pick. So, you veterans, do you guys want to throw any titles out? Well, I was just going to say, like, that's why I love watching the first one, is that's what it all comes down to, maybe, for me, is once you hear... Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, fuck, it's on. You know? You just got to <laughs> hear that once, and it's like, all right, tis the season, motherfuckers. Here we go. Yeah. So the original, of course, and then Trick or Treat's definitely up there. And... Yeah, I know I've got to um, at some point before it's too late. I need to I need to watch some Halloween, some well Halloween themed films, not necessarily Halloween, but I, mean, I think the original Halloween I need to watch this year. Um, I don't know. Some reason, Night Living Dead, the original Night Living Dead, in the past has always been kind of a staple Halloween movie for now me. Now with ten more minutes. But I, What's that? Now with ten more minutes. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think that, and I think probably that has to do with that's the first time I ever saw it was during Halloween. Ooh, yeah, nice. yeah. So 
it's 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 definitely a nostalgia feel for me on that film. Um, of late, I've added the Coffin Joe trilogy to the uh, to the list of movies. That you you watch this night, I'll possess your possess your corpse, man. It, again, it, it has kind of a Halloween feel to it. It has that kind of gothic black and white gothic uh, horror film feel to it. And then when it gets all weird at the end with like the ghosts coming back at him and stuff. I don't know, it just makes me think of Halloween, so I, I, I might watch the Coffin Joe trilogy this year. Um, yeah, Terry, what about you? Well, um, I'm a big fan of Trick or Treat as well. Very Halloween feeling to that. Um, I usually have to watch Hocus Pocus at least once oh. every season. Yeah, I've not seen that movie. I, uh, Best Buy has it on Blu-ray for $10, and I totally plan on buying it, like, this week. I mean, and, and it might be different for you watching it now, though, because that's one that I watched when I was younger, and it's just, it's been it's a, a young woman. So many people have told me to watch it that it's it's, it's almost ridiculous at this point. So it's like, you know what? I mean, it's maybe people have built it up, but I think I might like, I mean, I'll appreciate it for what it is, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see that movie, finally, yeah. after, like, what, 20-some years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely yeah. a very, very kiddie movie, but it just totally puts you in the mood. And, yeah, that's kind of a special movie for me, too, because it's, like, one of the first horror movies that I remember seeing in the theater. Oh, nice. It's my family. Yeah. Now i got to make it happen. If I, I figure if I like uh, Ernest uh, Scared Stupid... Yes. Yeah, it's probably a little bit more goofy. Uh, I think I'll like both. Yeah, that's actually kind of a yeah. It's kind of a must for me too, honestly. Ernest scared stupid. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's me too. Classic. Yeah. And that's one of my son's favorites for this time of year too. So it's awesome to watch that one together. Yeah, I think I think I would actually add one more for me. Yeah, great. uh, It's a movie that I didn't see until earlier this year. Uh, but that's Neon Maniacs. <laughs> yeah! yeah, you're welcome. Can't go, can't go wrong with the. Uh, yeah, I mean the whole movie is great, but yeah, it's got takes place, you know, during the Halloween season, and it's like a big masquerade scene. Yeah, which is pretty cool. But yeah, just like a month ago though, I I got a chance to see it on the big screen too, which was oh, pretty oh, sweet my, on Blu-ray. Son of a bitch. So, <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that like I feel responsible for um, a lot of you guys' experience with that movie. It's like such a it was such an unknown movie like forever, and then all yeah. it kind of feels like it's just now finally kind of starting to peek That's its head out yes. in the yeah. pile of cult. Well, at least with this group, I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, but, you know, um, I've heard other people talking about it too. I mean, exactly. I, maybe it's just because I think it just came out on Blu-ray. Is that correct? Maybe uh, yeah, there's a new DVD version of it. The Blu-ray was put out by Code Red, and that's like ultra expensive now. Oh, oh! I thought Scream Factory was doing a Blu-ray. That's of it. what I thought. I thought I'd seen something. Not seen anything yet, but I hope oh. they do. That'd be awesome. Yes, yeah. be with all some, over that with some features because I can I cannot <laughs> learn enough about this movie, and there's like hardly any information about this movie yeah. out there. So, yeah. I mean, and I've loved that movie since I was I was a teenager, man. Seeing it on USA up all night, over and over and over again. So, it's nice. so cool. So that movie's never left me. And you and were so, pretty sure it had left the world. And I did. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're like I'm the last guy watching this movie. Uh huh. Because there for a long time you couldn't find it on any format. You couldn't find it on VHS. It took forever for a DVD to ever come out. 
And I think Anchor Bay was the first to do a release of it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it just makes me giddy. I'm gonna, <laughs> I may have to watch that tonight. And I can't say that that is a Halloween movie for me. That is a movie I watch all year round. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's all of us, like any of these movies, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I was going to say, you already said Tim Burton, but A Nightmare Before Christmas is a great mm-hmm. one that helps bridge the gap into just the season of Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, yeah. just yeah. the end of the year. It's like, oh yeah, we got holidays and... Yeah, it's such a great one, definitely for Halloween. And mm-hmm. I, I like that one a lot too. Yeah. So, and that hearing that music, this is how it's all I got to hear, and I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm starting to feel it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and one more, and then, <laughs> well, uh, for me and you, as soon as the air starts to turn cold, mm-hmm. it's collapse for me. That's true. That's true. It because is that has become now a nostalgia we, favorite. We filmed it entirely in October, mm-hmm. and it happened to be a little colder October than normal. But like so, yeah, nostalgic wise, just yeah. seeing the leaves change, feeling the cold air come in, it feels like collapse. Like there for a few years, it we almost didn't say October. It was it feels like collapse out there. Yeah. So. <laughs> I like seeing that too. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm done. True, true. Sweet. anybody anybody have any other movies they want to bring up? Uh, let's see. I'm a big fan of the Ghost of Mister Chicken. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. always always a a favorite for Halloween for sure. So I took my I took my son camping um, last weekend. My sisters. Uh, get together at Red Rock and they camp every year around this time of year for one weekend. And I'm just like, you know, my son's been wanting to do more of that kind of stuff. He's always wanted to go fishing and, and sleep in a tent and all that stuff. So I'm like, damn it, this year we're going. Um, you know, it's always just like October is always so goddamn busy for me that I never get to go to it. So we finally went, and you know, we, we, we bought a nice tent and everything, and, and he had a blast. But one of the cool things my sisters did, my sister had a projector, and they played movies um, uh, uh, movies up against the side of, the, of one of the campers. Oh. And one of them was Ghost of Mr. Chicken. So my son, my son got to see that for the first time. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did he love it? <laughs> Uh, it was getting really late, so honestly, he fell asleep uh-huh. in the chair. So, but yeah. he liked what he did, what he was conscious for. But he, he'll tell you he saw the whole thing. He <laughs> argued with me all day long the next day. I'm like, nobody. I had to carry you to the tent. I'm oh, like, no, I familiar. got up and walked to the yeah. tent and blah blah blah. I'm like, no, you fell asleep in the chair. <laughs> well, and speaking of Simon being introduced to movies after we watched the Monster Squad. He watched it for the first time, didn't he? Yes, it was awesome. That is that's one of the highlights for me for this uh, this particular uh, Halloween season was making my son watch Monster Squad for the first time. It just happened where <coughs> there for a while we were watching Svengoolie. Uh One of our one of our um, digital channels picks up Svengoolie on Saturday nights. And we, we were watching it pretty pretty regularly there for a while and just kind of tapered off. You know, and it's just, and it's tough. He's he's seven now and, like, his attention span 
for those classic films are not there, and it's a bummer. But the one that, you know, the first time we watched Van Gulli, it just happened to be Creature from the Black Lagoon. And since oh, then, wow. he loves the creature. He loves Gilman, as we call him, you know. And so and we talk about Gilman all the time. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go for it. So I talk, I talk up Monster Squad. I'm like, buddy, Gilman's in this movie, Monster Squad. So we 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 ha- we had a night. We popped a bunch of popcorn. We popped in Monster Squad, and he loved it. We had a blast. It was so much fun. And like, but it's he's in this phase now where he says, "Oh my gosh," you know. So like everything that like startled him, he's like, "Oh my gosh, did you see that?" I'm like, "Yeah, buddy." Yeah, it's like, I was like, "Oh my gosh, your skeleton's coming out of the ground." I'm like, "Yep, yep." <laughs> So, yeah, oh my was, gosh, Wolfman's got Nars. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that was a big one though. When like Wolfman jumps out of nowhere right oh, in front yeah. of the kids, Just, he's like, "Oh my gosh!" And I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, buddy. Don't worry. I think he was starting to get a little creeped out at, at that moment. It was starting to become a little too intense for him. But then when Fat Kid kicks him in the Nards and says Wolfman's got Nards, it it relieved the tension. So. <laughs> Yes. For all of us except Wolfman. Yeah, well, yeah. He had a whole new tension. Anyway. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, movies. So, it's time for another game, guys. Yeah! Woo! Woo! <laughs> Torture game. Woo! So, this is, a, this is a new game I invented. Oh, jeez. Oh, yes. no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the groans. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So K&B Effects Studios is probably the most prolific effects studio still working today. They've been around since the, the 80s, and they're still going strong. And their list of credits is enormous. It's huge. And they're kind of the go-to guys in the industry when you want practical effects or makeup effects. So... The name of this game is KMB Did It. So I'm going to give you a movie title. I'm going to call upon you. I'm going to give you a movie title, and you have to tell me whether or not KMB KMB did the effects for it. Oh God! If it's a if it's a movie if it's a movie that KMB did not do the effects for, and you get that right, um, bonus point um, if you can name who did do the effects for it. Oh Jesus! Are are you actually gonna? Keep score? Sure, as long as no one else is keeping score. <laughs> I'll keep score and tell you what the score is at the end. Okay, so here we go. Let's uh okay, let's start with Terry. Oh god. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's got this. Uh-huh. Okay, let me see. I I have a ginormous list here, so give me a second. Um From Dust Till Dawn. Yes. Very good. KMB did, did do it. it. KMB did it. Okay. Okay, Sorry. yeah, yeah, let's do it that way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. Oh, uh, yeah? <laughs> Maniac Cop 3. Nah, they didn't do it. Oh, I'm sorry. KMB uh, did it. <laughs> All right. I'm out. <laughs> no, you're not out. You just you didn't just get think a point. point. Okay. John Boogie yeah. Nights This seems like they actually probably 
made the prosthetic. So I'm going to say K&B did it. Very good. K&B did, in fact, <laughs> did the Seriously? of effects for Boogie Nights. Yes. That's Delivered. hilarious. Skunk <laughs> That's not a horror movie. I didn't say horror movie, did I? K&B. I just, I just assumed. No. I threw I threw a few of these kind of titles in here just to really fuck with you guys. So That's why so I thought awesome. that they absolutely had to have done it. Because it's just right. too <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> okay, Jason, you ready? Yep. Game of Thrones. Did not do it. Very good. KMB did not do the effects for Game of Thrones. Who did? I don't know. Okay, so no bonus point for you. Rob Boteen. Oh, really? Yes, Rob Boteen. That's awesome. I know, that's kind of what I thought. He's still working. He's still working. Yeah. Very awesome. It was kind of fun doing this list, too, guys. I'm going to throw this out here because, um, uh, and I kind of, I was trying to think of a game I can revolve around this, too, by just like going to everybody's IMDb pages, all these effects guys and researching things and just kind of seeing their beginnings. And and looking at the family tree of effects artists, like yeah. you know, most of the guys from KMB um, got their start by working under Tom Savini. Like Rob Poteen got his start working under um, uh, Rick Baker, and and so it's kind of cool just seeing the whole, um, you know, the whole how that spread out, how these people all grew. Uh, Steve Johnson is another one. He got to start working with like Dick Miller. So cool. All right. So moving on. Uh, Terry. Survival of the Dead. Mm, no. Oh, I'm sorry, Terry. KMB yeah. did, in fact, do it. KMB did it. <clears throat> okay, Sam. Hit me. Thrilled me. Um, Predator Two. <laughs> It's like, fuck you, giving me the hard ones. <laughs> I'm just going to take a wild guess. Say that, yeah, can't be did it. <gasps> oh, I'm sorry. No, no points. Can't be did not do it. Anybody want to pick up the bonus point and tell me who did do the effects for Predator 2? I did only be guessing, so. Okay. Yeah, no. Stan Winston. Really? Oh, yeah. no. Duh. Mm-hmm. Give me that. Yep. Oh. Mm-hmm. Duh. Duh. <laughs> Duh. We all Duh. Knew that. Oh my god, that was so easy, you guys. What? <laughs> okay. John. Leatherface, yeah. The yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 3. Uh, B did it. Very good. B, in fact, did it. I'm, I'm starting to put on my game show host voice oh, yeah. now. <laughs> all right. Jason. Um, in the mouth of madness. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna say KMB did it. Very good, KMB did do it. Awesome, Terry. Intruder. Hmm. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. I knew John was thinking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and why did you make that that noise, John? Because I love them, and uh, they were involved. Yes, it's like their first thing, wasn't it? That was their first thing as a team. Uh, yeah, as K and B. And actually, it's some of their best work too. Yeah. Damn it. 
It's okay, and we did it. <laughs> All right, Sam. Well, it was nice being friends with you, Terry. Fuck this, I'm out of here. <laughs> okay, Sam. Um, Hostel Part One. Hostel Part One. Well, I'm gonna. Uh, you know what? Eli Roth. I'm gonna say KMB. Very KMB good. KMB did it. Very he's good. On the board. Finally, he's on the board. <laughs> Piece of cake. <laughs> John, kill Bill. Uh, I'm gonna say KMB did it. Yep, KMB did do it. And fun fact is that uh, the 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 um, use the exact same fire extinguisher to spray blood in at the end of Hostel. Um, when the girl get hit by the train, as they did when um, Uma Thurman cut off the guy's arm and the blood sprayed everywhere in Kill Bill. So there you go. Same blood cannon. Yep. <clears throat> Jason. Yep. Um, species. Oh, fuck. <laughs> never seen that. Oh, fuck. Oh, wait, no, I... Uh, you know... Feels, I'm gonna say KMB did not do it. You're right, KMB did not do it. Bonus point. Who did do it? I'm feeling a Boutine or Baker. I'm gonna say Rick Baker. Oh, I'm sorry, it was not Rick Baker. Oh. It was Steve Johnson. Oh. Yes. Terry. Three points. I suck at this game. You're great, Terry. You have fifty fifty chance. <laughs> Yeah, well, Every that time. That's more. Hasn't turned out well lately. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Hatchet. Oh, Terry. Uh, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> God damn it! They did not do Hatchet. That... I don't. I don't. Anybody want to try to pick up the bonus point? Who did do the effects for Hatchet? Oh fuck. Savini. Nope, not Savini. I don't. I'll give you a hint, and I'll just say it, because you probably still won't get it from the hint. He actually plays a part in the movie, too. And that is... Oh, um, uh, uh, John Carl Buchler. Yeah, very good! I can never remember how to say his last name. Very good. Okay, Sam. Yo. (laughs) Okay, so we said Predator 2 before. Predators. (laughs) What? Is that even a movie? The the Rodriguez (laughs) Yeah, the Rodriguez one. Predators, which I like, where they went onto the planet, yeah. right? They went on the planet of predators or whatever. But he didn't. But Robert Rodriguez didn't direct it, right? He just produced it, I think. Hmm. I think he just produced it. He just produced it. In that case, I'm gonna say fuck that. KNB did not do it. Oh, I'm sorry. KNB did do the effects for <laughs> predators. Oh <my> <laughs> Can't be. What are you doing? Don't do predators. Here's the, here's the thing. So I threw I threw Predator Two on there and Predators are on there to try to throw you off because they did not do <laughs> Predator Two, but they did do Predators. But the association is if I say Robert Rodriguez, you could pretty much guarantee KMB did the effects for it because they have. I think they've done every. They've worked with uh, Robert Rodriguez on I think pretty much everything, including the Spy Kids movies. Yeah. So, but so I'm crossing Spy Kids off this list now. Okay, uh, John. Uh, let me see here. Um, Zombie Land. 
Uh, I'm gonna say they, what the hell was that? <laughs> I'm gonna say they didn't do it. Oh, you're right. They did not do it. Huh. Bonus point for who did? I have no idea. No problem. Uh, Tony Gardner. And then we actually we actually knew a guy who uh, worked on the crew for that too, on the oh, special awesome. effects crew. The guy who did the sp- our zombie effects for Collapse, to- uh, Toby Sales was uh, uh, did zo- did uh, makeup work on that movie too. So nice, yeah. Jason, yep. Um, we're trying to look for a hard one. Oh, man, how much? Sure. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, the Hills Have Eyes remake. Oh, that's K and B. Very KMB good. Did it. Very good. KMB did do it. Yes. Awesome. Terry. Another round? Oh my god. <laughs> I have a big list here. <laughs> you guys are the makeup nerds, not me. It's all right. Um, <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll, I'll 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 give you I'll give you an easy one here. Oh god, don't say it's easy because I'm gonna get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Army Darkness. KMB did it. Very good. Yeah. KMB I knew that one. <laughs> she got the easy one. <laughs> I'm going to get the hard one. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I had the hard one with uh, Boogie Nights. <laughs> Boogie Nights was the hard, hard. one. Uh, <laughs> hard. Hard, hard, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam. Misery. Misery. Yep. Uh, oh. That that sounds like something that uh, K and B would would definitely do. You're Stevie very right. K. You're very K and B did it. K and B did it. Did it. Totally did it. I did it. You did it. John, the mist. I'm gonna say K and B did it. You're you are correct. K and B did it. Um, and I think that's kind of the same thing. I think they've worked on every Frank Darabont um, yeah, that's, film or project. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. Jason. Yep. Seven. KB did it. <gasps> I'm sorry. Oh. KB did <gasps> not do it. Anybody take a stab at who did do it? <laughs> the. Rick Baker. Nope. Nope. No. No. Rob Bottin. Mm. Nice. I. Oh, that's not true. Okay. All right. One more. One more round. One more round, and then we'll we'll be done. Oh I'm, I'm having too much fun at this, though. I'm having too much fun. Um, Pulp Fiction, Terry. Oh. They did it. Very good. They <laughs> did do it. Uh, Quentin Tarantino is exact same as Robert Rodriguez. Robert every Rodriguez, every yeah. way. That's that's what I was thinking. Yep. I was like, mm. Every film of Quentin's has been K and B. Sam. Hello. <laughs> Jason goes to hell. Jason goes to hell. I wish you would. <laughs> Man, you're gonna kill me if I get this wrong. K and B did it. Very good. K and B did it. Yes. John, Men in Black 3. Uh, I'm going to say they didn't. Very good. They did not do it. Bonus point for who did? 
I got nothing. Anybody else want to take a stab at it? <laughs> stab. <laughs> Rick Baker. Oh, damn! Oh. I should have thrown that out there again. Just, yeah, say his name for everything. Eventually. Everything. Eventually. Yeah. Okay, Jason. Yep. Oz the Great and Powerful. Ooh. Well, that's easy. KMB did it. Very good. KMB did it. It was too weird to not be. Yeah, that's true. All right, so let's see who won here. Um, well, while I tally this up, <laughs> what, can, what else can we do? Um, oh, damn it. I think I see more kids coming. Hold on. Oh, my God. There's a lot of you. Oh, and you're all zombies. How original. Oh, I don't know if I have enough for all of you. What would you guys want? What? Oh my god, you you guys want to eat my brains? You guys? Oh my god! They're real zombies! They're real zombies! Oh my god! They're going to eat my brains! Oh. Oh. Oh, I see. My, my fly is down. Uh, sorry. Okay, some more trick-or-treaters. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, okay, I know what we can do now. Tara, you want to uh, <clears throat> share with us another um, creepy tale? Why, of course. Got another creepy pasta here. This one's really, really scary. Are you ready? Uh, I think so. I hope so. <laughs> All right. This one is titled, The Boy Who Loved to Read. Once there was a boy who loved to read. He read everything he could get his hands on and loved going to his favorite bookstore. One day, the boy realized he had read everything the store had to offer. He confronted the owner and asked him if he had anything the boy had never checked out. The owner said, why, yes, I do, and pulled out a book called Death. He gladly sold it to the boy at a discounted price of $50. However, he warned the boy never to read the front page. Well, the boy returned to his house and read the book, and he was content. However, he always wondered, what could be on that front page? It was always in the back of his mind. One day, the temptation was just too much, and he flipped to the very front of the book and dropped the book in horror. There, in bold print, was a suggested retail price of seven ninety nine. Oh man! That's why I don't read. Yeah, that's why. It's too pricey. Oh, thank you for that. Okay, the winners of KMB did it. Anybody want to guess who won? Jason. Terry. What? First place was John with six points. Damn him. Oh, man. Jason, you came in second with five points. And then Sam and Terry, you were tied for third place with three points each. Everybody gets a medal. Oh, so I'm not last, technically? No, <laughs> technically, no. No losers. We're all winners. Good job, guys. Oh. 
We're all wieners. <laughs> okay. What? I want to try one more game, a new, another game I made up. <laughs> you know the game, you know the, the game of like, what is it, um, was it marry him, kill him, or, you know, yeah, Mary, yeah. fuck, kill? Yeah, marry, fuck, kill, there you go. That game, oh. I've, yeah. I've changed it to classic remake or cancel. So I'm going to name... I'm gonna name three things here, like uh, like horror themed, whether it be movies or television, and you know, or, or like franchises, what have you. And you have to tell me um, which one which one is classic, which one would you remake, and which one would you cancel, or just say, you know, fuck off or whatever. So, okay, <clears throat> Jason, we'll start with you. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, the Hellraiser franchise, the Candyman franchise, and the Wishmaster franchise. Say it again. Hellraiser, Candyman? Hellraiser, Candyman, Wishmaster. Oh. I was trying to go like all Clive Barker, but yeah. Candyman and Hellraiser are the only two that continued <laughs> on after the first one. So, I would say Hellraiser Classic. It's so good. I would say... Remake. Now you're lumping the whole franchise in there, though. I know, but one and two are one so and two strong. Still outweigh all the shit ones after. Three's good. Okay. I, <laughs> uh, I, I kind of like Bloodlines myself, but four's better. Yeah. I mean, he's got three's got with the CD in the head. Come on, what kind of cinnabite? <laughs> it's awesome. Has a CD <laughs> in its yeah. head, John. That is awesome. Love three. <laughs> So I would I would leave. Hmm. Yeah, I, I love one and two so much. Classic. I would remake Candyman because I would cancel Wishmaster. Oh, okay, okay. Just never, never was into Wishmaster. I got you. That's fine. Okay, what about what about you, John? Hellraiser franchise, Candyman franchise, Wish, Wishmaster franchise? Uh, pretty much the same as Jason. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't mind the Wishmaster movies, but they're just, compared to the other two series, they're just not as strong. Gotcha. Yeah, because I think Hellraiser's still stronger than Candyman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, even with the last four shits. <laughs> I don't even know. How many there are? Does that know how many there actually are? I don't even know any Chubby, Too many. That's, <laughs> that's how many. Anybody have a different answer then for those three? Okay. Let's try another one. Here this is a tough one. This is a gonna this is a really tough one. And so I'll give it to Terry to start off. <laughs> Damn you. The Friday the thirteenth franchise, the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, what? the oh Halloween franchise. No, wow. Fuck you. Oh, Classic remake and cancel. Ah shit. <clears throat> I'm gonna make some enemies here. I have <laughs> this is not gonna go it's, well. There's no way it's gonna end well, you're right. Well, Classic is most definitely hands down. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Oh, yes. Like that one right off the bat. Like I'm not gonna there's no way you I'm even going it. to associate it with those other two categories, so <laughs> um fuck Halloween and Friday the thirteenth. 
this is hard. It's mean. I know. <laughs> I'm an asshole. <clears throat> um, I'm. I mean, I enjoy the Friday the Thirteenth movies, but I actually still haven't seen a couple of them. Shh, I didn't say that. <gasps> um, He's writing something down when you say that. (laughs) (laughs) I think that I'm going to say remake Halloween and cancel Friday the 13th. We're done. (laughs) What? (laughs) We have to play this game. You're the one who asked. You put that question out there, dude. God damn it. I mean, Friday 13th is the most boring of the three. What? I agree. It's the most flat, single-motivated yeah. uh, storyline of all of them. So... Uh, this was a bad game. <laughs> you did it, dude. You did it. I know. I'm regretting it. <laughs> regretting it hard. <laughs> Sam, what about you on those three? Is it your change at all? Is it your change? Um, I mean, I would probably say just because Robert England is so like irreplaceable, I would say uh, Nightmare is classic. Then I, w- I would probably say remake Friday and, and cancel Halloween. Ooh, huh. yeah. <laughs> I could just tell like we're, this is huh. painful to all of us to say out loud. <laughs> yeah, no, this isn't even fair. Uh, yeah, I know. That's why it's, it's fun. Yeah, you know you do, you don't want to cancel any of them, but yeah, uh, I just like you know fighted you know the whole camp atmosphere. I'm into camp movies. Yeah, and Halloween's already been perfect, so it's, yeah. it's done now. So <laughs> yeah. you can't get any better. Yep. I guess. <laughs> John, what about you? He hates your game. Uh, <laughs> I know, worst game ever. Can I just do classic classic and cancel? Because <laughs> I really don't want to. I mean, Halloween's already been remade. Mm-hmm. Um, oh God, Christ, I'm gonna say. Nightmare on Elm Street is obviously classic. Obviously. Halloween remake and cancel Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, oh, yeah. I really enjoyed being on the podcast with you guys. Jason, oh, I'm with uh, Terry and John. All right. Yeah. I'll give you mine because I think it's only fair that I have to oh. play this one. Okay. Oh, you have to now. Suddenly, want to play the game. Well, I bet I know what one's classic. No, maybe not. Oh. I'm going to probably say... Um, I'll go with... Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's tough. I can't keep changing my answer. <laughs> I'm going to go with Halloween for classic. Woo! Oh. And Friday 13th for remake. Only because, um, as much as I love that franchise, and it is my favorite horror franchise, I would love to see them do, like, newer things with, with the franchise. Um, or, and or even take such great promise, uh, premises for some of those later f- sequels that ended up didn't deliver and actually remake that. I would love to see, I would love to see a remake of, um, Jason takes Manhattan. So, that's what it all boils down to. I want to see Jason actually take Manhattan. 
Um, and then I'll probably say cancel Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and that's Robert's, just to piss you off. Robert's retiring, so you have to. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Can't, can't it. be him. Then. Can't be him. Yeah. Well, it's kind of. It's just. Really, it's kind of hard to look at the franchises in this light, I guess, because you. I mean, I don't know. It, it is hard because, like, literally the first movie of all three, boom, 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 classics. You yeah. can't, it's it's hard to say remake or cancel to any of those. But if you have to lump the whole franchise together as a whole, well, you know, and I guess the whole nature of the game is of all of them. Throw those away. Yeah, I mean, the nature of the game is that you have to lump them into some category that you don't actually want to put them in. Yeah, yeah, true. So let's do let's do one more, and uh, I'll I'll try one that doesn't make me such a douche. Um, <laughs> Okay, let's go to television. Hmm. Goosebumps, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Eerie, Indiana. Ooh. Terry, I'll let you go first. Again? Yeah, <sighs> yeah, because I, I, I know you are, you are probably um, bigger fans of, of a couple of these than some, some of us older folk. Man, okay, Goosebumps, Are You Afraid of the Dark, and Eerie, Indiana. I'm surprised that Erie, Indiana was listed on there. I couldn't think of another one. Actually, Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark would made me think of the game in the first place. And I couldn't think of another like Goosebumps. young adult kid anthology television Show. series. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um. That's tough. Because I really loved Erie, Indiana, to be perfectly honest. Awesome, that's good to hear. That kind of threw me for a loop. Um, well, I'm going to say... Uh, but they're all so remakeable. What? <laughs> they are! I mean, they're obviously already remaking... Goosebumps, like into a movie, not a show, but ah, I don't think it's that hard. It's crazy, yeah. This turned out to be harder than I thought it would. I don't. I mean, that's really nostalgic for me. Um, I guess classic. We'll just uh, uh, I don't. I don't know why this is so hard for me. Um. <laughs> We'll just leave Erie, Indiana alone, I guess. It probably doesn't need to be made or whatever. Um, so, you, so that's your classic? I get no. <laughs> okay. Classic uh, Goosebumps. And remake Are You Afraid of the Dark Kids in Erie, Indiana. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, I think Sam's chomping at the bits here. What's your answer? I would say Erie, Indiana had the best actors. I think that's classic. Are You Afraid of the Dark had great scripts, but the actors were pretty disposable. So I say remake Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps. Most of those were total trash, so they just canceled that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, okay. John, what? Oh, I was like, strong feelings about Goosebumps over there. (laughs) (laughs) 
Somebody's not going to go see the new one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, John. John, what about you? I'm going to say uh, classic for Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because, well, I grew up on that and I love it. Uh, remake Erie, Indiana. Uh, I did love the show, but, you know, I'd like an updated version for... Uh, for the uh, the younger audience nowadays, and uh, cancel Goosebumps because I've never seen one. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Cool. Jason, you wanna? Yeah, I've never seen any of three of them. So... I didn't think you did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about this. Good God, Grandpa. I know. <laughs> I was in college when those were on. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Uh, That's very true. Anyway, so yeah, that was fun. <laughs> So happy you're inventing games over here. So proud of myself. All right, so um, we haven't heard from another podcast in a while, so let's uh, go over to uh, Wesley Willis from the Terror Troop. Or is it Cobra Commander? I don't know. Let's take a listen. This is Cobra Commander taking over the Terror Troop. And it's Halloween time. Hey, when it's Halloween, I listen to Attack on a podcast. Cobra! Thanks, Willis, or Cobra Commander, whoever you are. Thanks for uh, giving us your Halloween wishes. So, awesome. So, before we. Oh, God damn it. I think there's more kids at the door. Oh, no. I'll be, right, I'll be right back. Oh my god, not again. I'm sorry guys, I'll I'll get rid of them. I'll be right back. Yeah, what do you want? We're here to tell you about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Enough with the candy already, you trick-or-treaters. I'm sick of this shit. I'm trying to record a podcast, and you guys keep knocking on the door, begging for candy, trick-or-treat, blah, 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 all that bullshit. Get off my porch. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I punched him. I slammed the door right in their fat faces. So Take that, kids. <laughs> okay, so um, we, sh- we are probably drawn to a close here. I'm starting to run out of stuff here. Um, That's all right. I'm excited to watch all these movies we've been talking about. I know, right? Deathgasm. <laughs> yeah, I totally yeah, want to see that movie. I totally want to. I mean, where 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 can I find it? Do you know? Uh, Amazon Video on Demand. Okay, okay. Sweet. I don't remember how much Deathgasm is though, but I mean, you can rent them for a fairly decent price. I mean, cheaper than a, the price of a ticket at a theater. So yeah. All right, awesome. Um, do you guys want to do one more game or? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to win another game. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, we'll do one more game of the Name of the Movie Roundtable game. I just doomed myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I saw Terry's head just sink. She's like, oh. Uh, oh who do I want to pick? You won oh. one, Terry. What are you talking about? That's right, I you did. did. I guess. That's true. That's true. I, I did win one. In case you forgot. <laughs> No, I didn't. I don't until <laughs> next year unless I win this one. I don't know who to Alright, we'll do we'll do this person. Danielle Harris. Okay. <laughs> Alright. I'm one of the first two. Jason, you get wait, wait, oh. who, who won the last round? Terry. 
Was it Terry? Terry did. Terry? Okay, Terry, you get to go first then. Oh boy. Um, the uh, Halloween 5. Yep, very good. <laughs> Sam? You're going um, Danielle Harris? Damn it. Um, who's she in? Fucking uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Very good. John? Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Yep. Jason? Halloween 4. Yep. Okay, the Halloweens are out of the way. <laughs> Terry? Um, she in Hatchet? Nope. Is that no. your final answer? She- Hatchet. Terry, no. She's in Hatchet 2. She's in one of them. All right. I'll give it to you. She's in Hatchet 2, yes. Ah. Yes. Sam. Um, I'm going to say Land of the Dead. He's hanging on that that one. Is that your go-to? I was (laughs) going to. I think that's your go-to when you don't know. No, she's not in Land Land of the Dead. That's Asia Argento you're thinking of. That's, Obviously, that's who I'm always thinking of. Anyway, oh, so yeah. so sorry, Sam, you are out. John, I'm gonna say Hatchet Three. Yep, Hatchet Three. Jason, now it's good. She tough, was uh, made her start on Boy Meets World. She was on a couple episodes. <laughs> Unless it was the TV. Halloween episode, it doesn't count. I know. <laughs> uh, 2001 Maniacs, Field of Screams. No, <laughs> Jason's out. <laughs> Terry. This is a quick round. <laughs> uh, um, 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 I give up. Oh man, does that mean John's the winner? He's the wiener. Congratulations, John! You won yeah. again. And I even had another movie. What's your other one? Well, it's she's got more of a cameo in it, but she is the director. Uh, Among Friends. That's right. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Is it any good? Um, it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's definitely, uh, definitely bizarre, I'd say, but uh, it's it's enjoyable. Okay, okay. I'd, I'd buy it if I ever found a copy of it. She was also in See No Evil Two. Oh fucking fuck! I, <laughs> I knew you knew that. that. Damn it! I was thinking of it earlier. I knew that one. Here's this is interesting. I didn't realize this. I'm gonna go back and watch it again. Apparently, according to IMDb, she's in the 2014 Town of the Dreaded Sundown as just she is? townsperson number two. How does that happen? What? Yeah, Whoa. I know, she right? Really Which needed the awesome. money. I guess. How did we not notice her? Exactly. Was she involved in some other way on that film, though? I don't. I don't. It's a good point. I'll have to check. Maybe she was. I'll have to check into that. But continuing fourth on her filmography here, uh, Chrome Skull Laid to Rest Two. Oh, John. Uh, the, excellent film, by the way. <laughs> yep. Um, the Victim, which is not an excellent film, by the way. Um, no, it's not. And then this one will all piss you off. Stakeland. Oh, shit, fuck. Oh, Love yeah. that movie. Mm-hmm. Such a good movie. Love it, it is good. Watch that oh, yeah, and one more that I know will piss you guys off, too. Great. Urban Legends. Oh, son of a bitch. Horror. Really? Yep. Oh. Mm-hmm. That was... Yeah. Yep. For real? Vaguely remember yep. that. Yep, that was her. Yeah. The... Wasn't she like the goth girl or something like that? Yeah. Yep. 
<laughs> but Boy Meets World, guys. She was on it. She was on it. <laughs> uh-huh. Erie, Indiana? Whoa. Yeah. I'd... Roseanne? Yep. She did a lot of family drama y things. She did a lot of work when she was, you know, a kid during her Halloween four days. Yeah. It's awesome. And it's cool that, you know, that she still gets to work and and she's still way into the horror genre too, so charge way too much for an autograph. Does she? What's she charge? Uh well when I met her it was twenty. And that's that was okay. just a few years ago. That's see, that's reasonable. Yeah. But this last time it was like forty bucks. Ew. Oh. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you're cool, but you're you're not forty dollars cool. Damn. Yeah, that was to me way overpriced. For forty bucks, I should have I should be able to get to see her whole side of her body tattoo. No shit. Huh. Hey, good for her. <laughs> Go, ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, so I think one last thing we got here, and then we'll uh, we'll take a break and go to segments, but uh, much like other Halloween specials that you see on television, there's usually a musical guest, and so right now we're going to go over to the PBJs for their new um, horror-themed song called Voorhees. Begging, please. 
So, how's everybody doing? How long have we been going? Seven, eight hours now. It's the longest episode ever. <laughs> yes! That was my goal. That was my goal, is to be, for this to be the longest episode ever. So, Okay, so we're going to take a, a short break here, and when we come back, we'll do some segments. And now, before the next show starts, let's enjoy an intermission. You'll find our snack bar chock full of good things to eat and drink. Tasty, tempting hot dogs, thirst-quenching soft drinks, fresh, crunchy popcorn, a complete assortment of delicious candy, and a full line of cigarettes. You've plenty of time, so visit the snack bar now. A tasty treat will double your enjoyment of the show. For your convenience, we shall keep you informed of the remaining intermission time. It was Orville's coming out party. Well, they had so much fun. They laughed and laughed and laughed. That is, until Orville's friends dropped in. Oh! <laughs> Children shouldn't play with dead things. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, in order to achieve an R rating today, a motion picture must contain full frontal nudity graphic violence, or an explicit reference to the sex act. Since this film has none of those, and since research has proven that R-rated films are by far the most popular with the movie-going public, the producers of this motion picture have asked me to take this opportunity to say, fuck you. Come, join us, if you dare, for our sixth annual Halloween-a-palooza. A full day and night event on October 31st. There will be vendors, international film festivals, zombie walk, live bands, professional tattoo artists, special effects makeup, feature film presentation of Nightlight, costume contest, our very special guest, Jason Haxton, owner of the Dybbuk Box, that the movie The Possession was based on, and also Justin Beam, actor from such films as Sharknado, Silk, Demonica, writer for Fangoria Magazine, Horrorham, and Famous Monsters of Filmland, director of short films such as You Can't Kill the Boogeyman, producer of special features on various Blu-rays such as Sleepaway Tank Girl, John Carpenter's Body Bags, and ending the night with the Rocky Horror Picture Show. There's something at Halloweenapalooza for the ghoul in all of us. For more information about Halloweenapalooza, go to halloweenapalooza.wix.com or Facebook slash Halloweenapalooza. Also, if you have a film you'd like to submit, to the film festival, go to the site or go to filmfreeway.com slash festival slash Halloweenapalooza. Enter death's waiting room, if you dare. Below the crypt lies the vault of horror. A treasure chest of the macabre. Madness. Voodoo. 
vampires, torture, and terror. All the things that make life worth leaving. Hi there. My name is Michelle. I'm looking for a good time. How would you like to talk to me? Well, you can't. But you can leave a voicemail for the gang at Attack of a Killer podcast. You can leave any geeky message you want. And the crew may even play it on the show. To leave your voicemail, just call 415. 952-6857 That's 415-952-6857 Or 415-95-AOTKP Please hurry, call today I'm eager to hear from you. Alright, welcome back. It's segments time here on Attack of the Killer Podcast. And we're going to start, as we always do, with my favorite, shoutouts. It's time for... Shoutouts! Mike posted the question a little late, so we only yeah. have one real reply on Facebook. I thought there was two. Of the same person, so I'll read them together, because the second one starts with and. Oh. So, <laughs> uh, yes, what uh, What are your favorite things about Halloween? And <laughs> our pal Derek Johns, he says, the weather, the movies on TV, most of all, the atmosphere, the candy, and all the podcasts doing a Halloween podcast. Thanks. Great job, everyone. Keep it up. Love the commentaries. And I love to go pumpkin picking. Huh. That's a thing? So, is it pumpkin picking when you just go to the store and you get a pumpkin? <laughs> well, you go to the pumpkin patch. There's, yeah, there's... Which is at the store parking lot. No, there no. are actual patches. There are real patches out in the world. Yeah, they're, they're really like awesome. Where do they? Locally. Where do you think they grow, dude? I thought they grew in Hy-Vee's parking lot, where it says <laughs> it has a sign that says pumpkin patch. Where they just sat around still the pumpkins. Pick the right one. You don't want that, oh, you know, right. shaped like the elephant no, man. You gotta get a nice little bump. I do want to shape like the elephant man. That, that would be awesome. pretty cool. That would be pretty like cool. Ones. <laughs> and nothing on Twitter, and that's shoutouts. Thanks to me being super late. <laughs> Okay, cool. So, um, we have a very special episode of Wicked Words with Wear Tear. So, let's take a listen to that. Ow, ow. Ow, ow, ow. Ow.
Alright, so for this Halloween episode, I've decided to read one of my favorite spooky authors and one of his most famous spooky stories. This is uh, Edgar Allan Poe and the Telltale Heart. True. Nervous. Very, very dreadfully nervous I had been and am. But why will you say that I am mad? The disease had sharpened my senses, not destroyed, not dulled them. Above all was the sense of hearing acute. I heard all things in the heaven and in the earth. I heard many things in hell. How, then, am I mad? Hearken and observe how healthily, how calmly I can tell you the whole story. It is impossible to say how first the idea entered my brain, but once conceived it haunted me day and night. Object there was none. Passion there was none. I loved the old man. He had never wronged me. He had never given me insult. For his gold I had no desire. I think it was his eye. Yes, it was this. One of his eyes resembled that of a vulture, a pale blue eye with a film over it. Whenever it fell upon me, my blood ran cold, and so by degrees, very gradually, I made up my mind to take the life of the old man, and thus rid myself of the eye forever. Now this is the point. You, you fancy me mad. Madmen know nothing. But you should have seen me. You should have seen how wisely I proceeded, with what caution, with what foresight, with what dissimulation I went to work. I was never kinder to the old man than during the whole week before I killed him. And every night, about midnight, I turned the latch of his door and opened it, oh, so gently. And then, when I had made an opening sufficient for my head, I put in a dark lantern, all closed, closed so that no light shone out, and then I thrust in my head. Oh, you would have laughed to see how cunningly I thrust it in. I moved it slowly, very, very slowly, so that I might not disturb the old man's sleep. It took me an hour to place my whole head within the opening, so far that I could see him as he lay upon his bed. <sighs> would a madman have been so wise as this? And then when my head was well, well in the room, I undid the lantern cautiously. Oh, so cautiously. Cautiously, for the hinges creaked. I undid it just so much that a single thin ray fell upon the vulture eye. And this I did for seven long nights. Every night, just at midnight, but I found the eye always closed, and so it was impossible to do the work, for it was not the old man who vexed me, but his evil eye. And every morning when the day broke I went boldly into the chamber, and spoke courageously to him, calling him by name in a hearty tone, and inquiring how he had passed the night. So you see, he would have been a very profound old man indeed to suspect that every night, just at twelve, I looked in upon him while he slept. Upon the eighth night I was more than usually cautious in opening the door. A watch's minute hand moves more quickly than did mine. Never before that night had I felt the extent of my own powers, of my sagacity. I could scarcely contain my feelings of triumph, to think that there I was, opening the door, little by little, and he not even to dream of my secret deeds or thoughts. I fairly chuckled at the idea, and perhaps he heard me for he moved on the bed suddenly, as if startled. Now you may think that I drew back, but no. His room was as pitch, as black as pitch with the thick darkness, for the shutters were close-fastened through fear of robbers. And so I knew that he could not see the opening of the door, and I kept pushing it on steadily, steadily. 
I had my head in and was about to open the lantern when my thumb slipped upon the tin fastening, and the old man sprang up in bed crying out, Who's there? I kept quiet still and said nothing. For a whole hour I did not move a muscle, and in the meantime I did not hear him lie down. He was still sitting up in bed listening, just as I have done, night after night, hearkening to the death watches in the wall. Presently I heard a slight, a slight groan, and I knew it was the groan of mortal terror. It was not a groan of pain or of grief, oh no. It was the low stifled sound that arises from the bottom of the soul when overcharged with awe. I knew the sound well. Many a night, just at midnight, when all the world slept, it has welled up from my own bosom, deepening, when its dreadful echo, the terrors that distracted me. <clears throat> I say I knew it well. I knew what the old man felt and pitied him, although I chuckled at heart. I knew that he had been lying awake ever since the first slight noise, when he had turned in the bed. His fears had ever since been growing upon him. He had been trying to fancy them causeless, but could not. He had been saying to himself, "'It's nothing but the wind in the chimney. It's only a mouse crossing the floor, or it is merely a cricket which has made a single chirp.' Yes, he has been trying to comfort himself with these suppositions, but he had found all in vain. All in vain, because death, in approaching him, had stalked with his black shadow before him and enveloped the victim. And it was the mournful influence of the unperceived shadow that caused him to feel, although he never saw nor heard, to feel the presence of my head within the room. When I had waited a long time, very patiently, without hearing him lie down, I resolved to open a little— a very, very little crevice in the lantern. So I opened it. You cannot imagine how stealthily, stealthily, until at length a single dim ray like the thread of a spider shot out of the crevice and fell upon the vulture eye. It was open, wide, wide open, and I grew furious as I gazed upon it. I saw it with perfect distinctness, all a dull blue with a hideous veil over it, and it chilled the very marrow in my bones. But I could see nothing else of the old man's face or person, for I had directed the ray as if by instinct precisely upon the damned spot. And now have I not told you what you mistake for madness is but over-acuteness of the senses? Now, I say, there came to my ears a low, dull, quick sound, such as a watch makes when enveloped in cotton. I knew that sound well, too. It was the beating of the old man's heart. It increased my fury as the beating of a drum stimulates a soldier into courage. But even yet I refrained and kept still. I scarcely breathed. I held the lantern motionless. I tried how steadily I could maintain the ray upon the eye. Meantime the hellish tattoo of the heart increased. It grew quicker and quicker and louder and louder every instant. The old man's terror must have been extreme. It grew louder, I say, louder every moment. Do you mark me well? I have told you that I am nervous, so I am. And now at the dead hour of the night, amid the dreadful silence of that old house, so strange a noise as this excited me to uncontrollable terror. Yet for some minutes longer I refrained and stood still. But the beating grew louder, louder. I thought the heart must burst, and now a new anxiety seized me. The sound would be heard by a neighbor. The old man's hour had come. With a loud yell I threw open the lantern and leaped into the room. He shrieked once, once only. An instant I dragged him to the floor and pulled the heavy bed over him. I then smiled gaily to find the deed so far done. But for many minutes 
the heart beat on with a muffled sound. This, however, did not vex me. It would not be heard through the wall. At length it ceased. The old man was dead. I removed the bed and examined the corpse. Yes, he was stone, stone dead. I placed my hand upon the heart and held it there many minutes. There was no pulsation. He was stone dead. His eye would trouble me no more. If still you think me mad, you will think so no longer when I describe the wise precautions I took for the concealment of the body. The night waned, and I worked hastily, but in silence. First of all, I dismembered the corpse. I cut off the head and the arms and the legs. I then took up three planks from the flooring of the chamber and deposited it all between the scantlings. I then replaced the board so cleverly, so cunningly, that no human eye, not even his, could have detected anything wrong. There was nothing to wash out, no stain of any kind, no blood spot, whatever. I had been too wary for that. A tub had caught all. When I had made an end of these labors, it was four o'clock, still dark as midnight. As the bell sounded the hour, there came a knocking at the street door. I went down to open it with a light heart, for what had I now to fear? There entered three men who introduced themselves with perfect suavity as officers of the law. A shriek had been heard by a neighbor during the night. Suspicion of foul play had been aroused. Information had been lodged at the police offices, and they, the officers, had been deputed to search the premises. I smiled. For what had I to fear? I bade the gentleman welcome. The shriek, I said, was my own in a dream. The old man, I mentioned, was absent in the country. I took my visitors all over the house. I bade them search. Search well. I led them at length to his chamber. I showed them his treasure, secure, undisturbed. In the enthusiasm of my confidence, I brought chairs into the room and desired them here to rest from their fatigues, while I myself, in the wild audacity of my perfect triumph, placed my own seat upon the very spot beneath which reposed the corpse of the victim. The officers were satisfied. My manner had convinced them. I was singularly at ease. They sat, and while I answered cheerily, they chatted familiar things. But ere long I felt myself getting pale and wished them gone. My head ached, and I, I fancied a ringing in my ears, but still they sat and still chatted. The ringing became more distinct. It continued and became more distinct. I talked more freely to get rid of the feeling, but it continued and gained definitiveness until at length I found that the noise was not within my ears. No doubt I now grow very pale, but I talked more fluently and with a heightened voice. Yet the sound increased, and what could I do? It was a low, dull, quick sound, much such as the sound a watch makes when enveloped in cotton. I gasped for breath, and yet the officers heard it not. I talked more quickly, more vehemently, but the noise steadily increased. I arose and argued about trifles in a high key and with violent gesticulations, but the noise steadily increased. Why would they not be gone? I paced the floor to and fro with heavy strides, as if, as if excited to fury by the observation of the men, but the noise steadily increased. Oh, God, what could I do? I foamed, I raved, I swore. I swung the chair upon which I had been sitting and grated it upon the boards, but the noise arose over all and continually increased. It grew louder, 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 and still the men chatted pleasantly and smiled. Was it possible they heard not? Almighty God, no. No, they heard. They suspected. They knew. They were making a mockery of my horror. 
This I thought and this I think, but anything was better than this agony, anything was more tolerable than this derision. I could bear those hypocritical smiles no longer. I felt that I must scream or die, and again, hark, louder, 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 villains, I shrieked, dissemble no more, I admit the deed, tear up the planks here, here it is the beating of his hideous heart. The end. All right, thanks for that. Terry, that was awesome. Yeah. And let's not forget, <laughs> probably, I mean, the whole reason this show is even going is so Mike could talk about his favorite movies <laughs> that none of us will watch because they're so shitty, but he what? loves them. I and, watch them. And John Thank you, John. I probably own them. That's why you two are friends now. And <laughs> now it's time for Insane's Picks. Okay, so um, since Jason gave me that lovely intro, I'm not going to talk about a fucking movie this time. So oh. take that. No, what I want to talk, actually, I am going to stray from my normal formula since it is the Halloween episode. And one thing that I. Um, one thing, another thing that I love about Halloween is that it's also Rocky Horror Picture Show season. <clears throat> and. I have been a huge fan of Rocky Horror Picture Show since I was in high school, and I've seen the movie probably somewhere between 40 to 50 times in a theater. Um, I own it on both DVD and Blu-ray. Um, I And at our Halloween Palooza, I also lead audience participation um, uh, for Rocky Horror Picture Show, and we show that at midnight at Halloween Palooza. So, I just kind of want to cover some of the things, some of the protocol when it comes to audience participation. I do also want to kind of throw out there um, and ask those who have witnessed um, me do audience participation, is there like a favorite moment or line or thing that I do that you, that you guys really like? That have always stood out? or Well, any time that it gets physical, like when you go up and spin the globe. That's yeah. always fun, and then you go flying to the ground when it stops. Yeah. I know you have yeah. fun doing it, so I know it gets a good laugh. Yeah, that one's fun. And then just all the F-bombs in front of the old ladies and kids. <laughs> I just personally like that. <laughs> what about you, Terry? Um, for some reason, I keep... I can't remember exactly what it is that happens, but the... Um, the narrator when he's in his office right before the time warp. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't even remember. You made up something funny that I had never seen before to interact with him. I can't remember. Uh, is it when I'm making fun of him not having a neck, or maybe that's it? I don't. There's there's several things that I do during um, different criminology se- criminologist scenes. Um, a lot of it is making fun of the fact he has no neck. There's another right. there's another time, but I don't think I've ever done this one, at least not probably since high school. And I might bring it back for this year, is that when there's a nice close-up shot of the criminologist's face to where his chin is at the bottom of the screen. He's got kind of a cleft chin. And what you do is you go up underneath the screen and you, you shove your, your hands in an upward motion like you're fucking his chin. Um, and another one I do is later on, I think it's like before, um, 
I think it's before the floor show. He has his hands folded, and he's and he's constantly um, rubbing his hands together. So I'll make farting noises um, during that scene, as if he's making farting noises with his hands. So is it that one? Maybe. I I honestly, it's been a little bit. I didn't. It's been like a whole year, so. Yeah. Well, that one's one of my favorites because I don't have to memorize memor- memor- any lines. I just have to make farting noises. So. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so I want to talk about um, your survival kits and kind of the things that uh, you can put in your survival kit when you attend Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, there's been many things over the years in the survival kits. Uh, some of the standards, and you got to be careful when you're putting together your survival kits. There's uh, some. There's a lot of places that um, are pretty particular about what they allow you to throw, um, uh, like in their theaters and stuff. So um, over the years, there's been things like hot dogs um, that have been thrown, toast, rice is a standard. And those are some of the things that you may want to double check with your local theater before you throw. Um, hardly anybody allows the hot dogs anymore, uh, you know, because you know, especially theaters, because theaters already have problems keeping the rats away. And um, hot dogs is a great thing to, great way to uh, invite rats into into your theater. Um, and some some places get uptight about the toast too, uh, and, and even the rice. Um, <clears throat> But, uh, like, the uh, the toast, when Frankenfurter says, a toast, that's when you throw your toast. Um, the rice is for the very, very first scene, that is um, uh, Ralph and Betty Hapshat's wedding, you throw rice at that. Uh, there's also confetti, so when, um, there's kind of sort of a second wedding scene in the movie, and that is when... Um, Frankenfurter and Rocky are heading to the bed and um, the Transylvanians are throwing are throwing confetti that is when you would throw confetti some places don't allow confetti uh, but they'll allow the rice so some people you can always save part of your rice and throw the rest of your rice during when you're supposed to throw the confetti um <clears throat> There's also uh, toilet paper that can be thrown. Uh, when Dr. Scott's wheelchair comes crashing through the wall and Brad says, Great Scott, that is when you throw your toilet paper. <laughs> Squirt guns is another common thing that also you need to make sure that it's okay whether or not you bring the squirt guns. And during the song over at the Frankenstein place when it's raining out is when you squirt your squirt guns. And there's a lot of props for that particular song. you got the squirt guns... Um, for, to simulate the rain, uh, you have newspaper to protect your head from the the rain, uh, which is what Janet uses to protect herself from, from the rain in the movie. And then, um, uh, used to be back in the day, cigarette lighters, but uh, I think for safety reasons, people use glow sticks now. Um, I use my cell phone uh, for when they sing, there's a light. So you pull out your glow stick or your phone or your cigarette lighter, and but make sure that as soon as they say in the darkness that you turn that off, you're gonna you'll get berated as being a virgin. You should know better. Um, <clears throat> so uh, all other things as well, um, gloves, rubber gloves. Uh, when Frankenfurter is giving the speech right before he creates Rocky, 
Uh, he um, there's a couple moments where he's wearing rubber gloves and he snaps the rubber gloves, and you are to snap your rubber gloves at that moment too. Party hats for Rocky for uh, the dinner scene when they sing Happy Birthday to Rocky. Noisemakers for when um, when Frankenfurter creates Rocky. Uh, playing cards can be thrown for when um, Frankenfurter sings the line, uh, cards for sorrow, cards for pain. You throw the cards. Um, bells, little bells uh, sometimes are used for uh, during the song Planet, uh, Dan- uh, Planet Schmanet, Janet. Um, when Frankenfurter sings, uh, when the bell rings, you ring your little bell. So those are a lot of the standards. Um, there's been some variations of other things over the years. I know in my goodie bags, or my survival bags this year, I'm going to add plastic forks to be thrown for when um, the dinner scene. Um, I've always been fascinated, and I always call it out too, that uh, when you see the white shot of the dinner scene, Dr. Scott has like six or seven forks by his plate. So I'm going to call out for people to throw forks. Um, I'm going to, I've wrote a new line saying, I don't think Dr. Scott has, has enough forks, and then we're all going to throw our forks. Uh, we are throwing things. Uh, you definitely don't want to throw um, at the screen. That would be bad. Uh, movie theater screens are extremely expensive and could easily be damaged, so don't ever throw at the screen. When it comes to things like the rice and the squirt guns and stuff, you always want to... Um, throw upward or uh, throw upwards and backwards, but never towards the screen. Uh, a lot of theaters will have live performers in front of the screen too, acting out the movie as well. And so you don't want to throw stuff at them either. That's that's just you're, you're an asshole if you do that. And as we all know, Brad's the asshole in Rocky Horror Picture Show. So, um, <clears throat> so that is my insane's pick for this week. Just talking about Rocky Horror Picture Show, talking about your survival kits. Um, things to do and not to do at the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So that's it. Thank you very much. Yay! Yay. So excited. My favorite part's the songs. Just really, I love the songs. They're actually, really in good. general, the songs. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They stick. It's with great me music. For days after watching it. Yeah, absolutely. I need to put the uh, soundtrack in my car. It's that time of year yeah. where I listen to the soundtrack over and over again. And there's like a couple songs that are um, on the soundtrack that aren't in the movie. Like Once in a While is a song that uh, is not in the movie at all. And then there's the song Superheroes, which is like in the uh, foreign version of the film, but not in the U- uh, U.S. release. So, Yay, Rocky Horror. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Can't wait. I'm excited. I get to do it twice this year. Woo! Yeah. Thank you, Terry, for making that happen. Okay, so that's it, man. It's over. The Halloween extravaganza episode. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, feeling good? Feeling all psyched for the season? All oh, ready yeah. for Halloween yeah. tomorrow? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, that concludes another amazing, ginormous episode of Attack of the Killer podcast. Thanks for everybody being on. Appreciate it, guys. Absolutely. And thanks out there, everybody, for listening. And have a very happy, creepy Halloween. Bye-bye. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Bye, everybody. Woo! Woo! Woo!
Was that Large Marge? What was that? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you would join in, make uh, spooky noises. <laughs> <laughs> Left it hanging on that one. <laughs> Oh no, could this be the end of? <laughs> Attack of the killer!